crank my asshole. <laughs> that might be the opening for this week's episode. <laughs> Go ahead. Great. One, two, three, crank my asshole with me! <laughs> yeah! Woohoo! Hey, it's Charlie's at the party. Yeah, we skipped Yeah, I guess we could have done some kind of witty. Uh, I guess it's hard to do a James Bond parody over the radio because it's just about uh, a dot oh, suddenly you know appearing there's... over you and then you shoot the dot and the dot gets bloody for some reason. And then... How many people. Slappers only, Bill! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to say. How many people only know or care about James Bond these days because of the Goldeneye game? You're talking, you one. Yeah. Uh, so you've never seen a James Bond movie at all before? My experience with James Bond is I played Goldeneye. <laughs> Did you play as Oddjob? Did you use Slappers Only with Oddjob? Only if I was an asshole. Yeah. Man, hitting melee is impossible in that game. Well, because the timing You'd be is so right weird. up on a person yeah. slapping, and it's like, whiff, 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 I was whiff. watching audio. I was watching a, a, a video of Slappers Only on YouTube last night to pull some audio. And I forgot how you just kind of walk around and your hands move so slowly when you're chopping. Mm -hmm. So it's like hard to do like one individual strike. You just walk around just constantly mashing the punch button, and you're just walking yeah. around going... Chow. <laughs> just so, mm -hmm. man, Goldeneye was the shit, though. I love that game. That's true. Uh, which is weird, because it's not like Oddjob is that short. He's just Asian. He's a little bit shorter than Bond, but he's not like a midget like they depict him in that game. Well, you can also, game. there's also certain crates and certain levels that if you blow up, you can hide inside of them. Oh, I didn't know that. nobody can see you. Yeah. Uh, well, see, like, I... We usually, I can't remember what characters we played as when I would play with my friends, but we generally ruled <laughs> Oddjob out, so that was never really much yeah. of a consideration. Uh, yeah, we're talking and about... If somebody got if somebody won too many times, they gotta be Jaws. Man, fucking, I miss that couch co-op ridiculousness, and it's amazing to think how much time we wasted in that game, considering how, mm -hmm. like, compared to games today, especially multiplayer games, how fucking stone simple that shit was. Um, Almost as so stone simple as the movies! And this movie, yeah, today we were talking about the 1964 Immortal Classic Goldfinger. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I chose this. Even though I had seen it before, I have not seen it in fucking yonks. I have not seen this fucking shit, like, maybe in 20 years. Mm. Um, I, I said, well, fucking Sean Connery just died. And so then mm. I was like, okay, well, I guess maybe we could do something Sean Connery for the podcast. And I started looking through all this stuff, and I was like, I don't give a shit about Dragonheart. Uh, I could have done The Rock, but I don't give a shit about Michael... Michael... Was it Michael Bay? Not Michael Mann? Mm-hmm. Michael Mann. I don't even though I should, just because, like I said, I've got... The 90s action movies are such a big blind spot for nah. me. Yes. And people do say that The Rock is supposed to be that dude's best movie. Not Sean Connery's, but It's Michael. got, like, five moments, really. Yeah, see, that's... And I've seen... But I even... I even... <laughs> I found The Rock in an internet dumpster and scanned through it. And I was like, eh, this is not speaking to me. And then I went to the internet dumpster and found a bunch of the early Bond Connery movies. And, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Goldfinger. And I was like, I remember liking Goldfinger when I saw it back in the day. In fact, like, everyone holds up Goldfinger as being the best of the Sean Connery movies and, uh, until the Daniel Craig movies uh, were coming up. Everyone was saying they were pretty much Goldfinger was just the best Bond movie, uh, period. And watching it again, and compared to just like, I've seen Dr. No and I've also seen In From, From Russia With Love. I remember liking this more because I guess this is the first Bond movie that has like most like this is the first first movie where he really gets like gadgets and shit. 
and like yeah. has like a super like the first Doctor No is the first movie and From Russia with Love is the second and they're both mm-hmm. more just like stripped down gritty crime like Cold War spy movie stuff the the villain in Doctor No he still has like robot hands and he has a, like a Doc, James Bond fucking who's the bad guy from the Simpsons Scorpio. He has, a, he has a Hank Scorpio lair, but he's not quite as cartoonish as Goldfinger. I know Goldfinger is like the first Bond movie where the villain is so cartoony. It like set the template for all James Bond movies up until the Daniel Craig era of like, okay, mm-hmm. you're gonna have this like cartoon villain with like one affectation that his entire personality is built around, like his professional wrestler or something like that. He's gonna have one really weird henchman who's who's that's the person James Bond's gonna have to fight throughout the whole movie. There's gonna be some fucking pussy named <laughs> lady that is trying to fuck James Bond. And then there's a whole bunch of gadgets and that's it. And then there's one ridiculous plan that the, that, that the villain is going to try to enact to destroy the world that is based on his weird theming. And that's that's yeah that's and that that's all that kind of got established and Goldfinger so it's a little weird to watch this because this is the first old Bond movie I'd seen as a kid and going backwards from this is really weird because <laughs> like mm. it's more just like normal spy movies but um yeah the first James Bond movie I ever saw when it was new was A View to a Kill with Roger Moore <laughs> and so my first introduction to James Bond when I was a kid I was always like, everyone talks about how James Bond is supposed to be so cool, but James Bond is just like an elderly gay gay English man. <laughs> like, this doesn't seem cool at all, because, like, I think Roger Moore was, like, 60 years old when he was in, like, A View to a Kill. And that movie, mm. even even James Bond fans say that is, like, one of the worst ones. But, yeah, so is it was... Is that the one where he dresses like a clown? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I've never even seen that one. I've never seen. Oh, okay. I think of you to cook, do a kill, maybe the only Roger Moore movie I've seen, and uh, so it was it, when I was older, like in high school, when I finally got around to seeing Goldfinger, I was like, okay, I could actually see why James Bond is more was has been more of a thing. Because if you just if you just judge the James Bond shit just by through the Roger Moore shit, like it is like what the fuck is this bullshit? And you can kind of see how uh, after twenty years. Especially basing every James Bond movie off of Goldfinger, you can kind of see how the formula kind of became a kind of a parody of itself through the Roger Moore era. But, yeah, there's a lot of James Bond movies, and I totally don't blame anyone for not giving a shit about James Bond, because James Bond is just like... (sighs) They're all kind of the same. And they're all, especially these days with political stuff, you know, it's kind of sexist and... Kinda. Kinda. This kind of this movie slaps. What are you soul. talking about, Bill? There's nothing sexist in I this movie. I was watching that. I was like, well, oh boy, oh no. <laughs> and I was watching about? compilations of like Sean Connery's greatest moments in different movies, and this is not even the only movie he slaps a woman on the ass in. Oh, oh, what? I'm just like, holy shit. I know the whole thing is. Did he like punch a lady out, and then he was all like on an interview, being all like, I, th- I think it's fine to hit a lady. And... I think the I think the quote was something along the lines with uh, "You can hit anybody, but you have to use an open hand with a woman." That's weird. <laughs> what are you talking that about? Weird. That's weird. I mean, I mean, I can see like if you want to have equality for what, like, if you can punch anyone, just punch. You know, like should, the gender shouldn't matter. But being all like, ah, oh, whatever. So, Sean Connery, he was a fucking weirdo. Um, yeah. So he fucked me. Like. Everything I've ever heard about him, it sounds like he was always, like, an ornery, just piece of shit. It was just funny, too, because, like, 
people always talk about like how like who makes a good bond like what's bond's personality like when you're casting a new bond like what kind of person do you have to get and i always because my first one when i was growing up i was like watching roger moore movies i always thought well james bond he's just like a fucking old fucking rich prick who's just an asshole because he's like an old fop and like watching the John, watching uh, the fucking sean connery movies i was like okay it's not that he's just a snob but at least the connery snobbishness comes from more like his personality it's more that sean connery is an I, asshole not just that he's rich are you telling me the image that i sent you isn't oh, no. bond all over glad you sent me gonna... i sent you a photo from <laughs> jimmy bond so, I, I, I need to figure out which movie this is because it's that's an octopussy <laughs> fuck it i can't believe there's a movie called octopussy this is yeah you just sent me a picture of roger moore I can't imagine this is actually a shot from the film, but Roger Moore is the saddest <laughs> clown. He looks like Wendy the Burger uh, Lady's fucking, uh, fucking father. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't... Can you blame anyone for seeing shit like that and being like, ah, I'm gonna give that James Bond bullshit a pass. And... I mean, I've never watched it, yeah. so... So, yeah, you were never interested, or I don't know if you, anything steered nah. you away specifically from the Bond movies. Not really, I just didn't give two shits. Well, and the other thing, too, by doing a Goldfinger, I thought, well, in the future, this could serve as a launching point to either do more James Bond movies. I keep on talking about doing the Gold... Not Goldfinger. Uh, the Austin Powers movies. And... Yeah, I mean, that could... This, this could kind of serve as a jumping-off point to that, or... I don't know, we'll see. And also, just, yeah, like, is it just thematically appropriate? Because Sean Connery just died from sucking his own dick. Um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, between that and Goldeneye. Yeah, no, really is Golden. I'm surprised you've never even seen the, the Daniel Craig movies, because I thought even your wife would be like, well, let's watch a Daniel Craig movie, because... Not everybody's obsessed with this ham-ass people. <laughs> he got the ham <laughs> That's one thing Sean Connery ain't got on fucking Daniel Craig. He can't crush beer cans with his butt like Daniel Craig can. Oh, my God. No. Um, so, yeah, it's, I don't know if there's much, much more to say about GoldenEye. They're based off of books, uh, by Ian mm -hmm. Fleming, and I, the only thing I've ever heard about the books is that they're not really novels as much as they're just itemized lists of, uh, expensive things. Cause, with racism. <laughs> with racism. Because I guess the books are just, like, James Bond, or Ian Fleming listing a whole bunch of stuff he thinks is cool that James Bond mm -hmm. likes. It would be like yeah. if I sat down and said, I'm going to write a spy story about, well, his name's not Billy Mudrin. His name is Jimmy, Jimmy Mudrin, and he's a super spy. <laughs> and he keeps talking about how much he thinks Beetle Adventure Racing is the secret best N64 game. And how when you drink Coke, you can't just drink a warm Coke. You got to drink a Coke that's served at like 38 degrees Celsius. And also, mm -hmm. you shouldn't listen to the Beatles without earmuffs. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, and so I guess even for the movies, like, they had to come up with a lot of stuff, because I guess even the books are kind of, like, a little bit thread threadbare in terms of the plot and stuff. I don't know. I have absolutely no interest in reading any of these goddamn books or anything. No. And I guess even the books themselves are bad enough that the only reason they even took off enough that, like, people started making movies out of them was because JFK was like, I really like those James Bond books. And as soon as he said that, the everyone started buying James Bond books, and then suddenly Hollywood is like, we're gonna make them movie out of this shit with Sean Connery, Darby O'Gill, and the little people motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And so, I guess that's the genesis of James Bond movies. Great, fantastic. Also, the music? Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad we're knowledgeable about this shit. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's one of 
those things with James Bond is so, like, everyone knows James Bond, but who really gives a shit about James Bond except for the James Bond weirdos? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I never really hear the... There's such a thing as, like, James Bond conventions. You never hear about that. Oh, I'm sure. Like, at least, like, Lord of the Rings has, like, the Renfair community, but James Bond, like, I think James Bond fans are just, like, wife beaters and sad sack guys yeah. who wish they were British but aren't. Anyway. <laughs> well, I hope none of them are listening. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> we wonder why we have three <laughs> listeners. It's just, like, whatever, whatever we probably get around to talking about something. No, about... if you see James Bond at a certain age, it's going to enter your psyche and you're going to think it's really cool. Well, also, again, like, too. Oh, man, he can do anything, even though he doesn't do anything in this movie. <laughs> well, that's all the other thing, too, because, I, like, I, like, the people I knew, like, who were really into James Bond when I was a kid, they grew up in an era before Star Wars, and so James Bond was, like, one of the few, like, fantasy things you could be into. You know, of course, it's not, like, high fantasy Dungeons and Dragons shit, but, you know, it's still fantasy fulfillment shit. But, like, yeah. growing up in an era where we did, where there were so many options for, like, crazy entertainment, that, like, watching a movie about a guy who has a car that, like, shoots bubblegum just seemed like the most <laughs> quaint, stupid shit ever. And especially, like, after the Cold War, just seemed, like, extra, like, what's the fuck is the point of any of this? And then it didn't help yeah. in the 90s, you had the shitty, uh, yeah, Pierce Brosnan movies, and, and well, also, plus, too, like, if you grew up... Also, as a teenager, if I'm gonna watch something that's supposedly, like, ooh, sexy, <laughs> I'm gonna watch something with boobs. Well, that's the thing, it's like... I'm 13, plus, I'm not gonna watch something where there's no exactly, boobs. Exactly, like, everyone talks about, like, oh, these hottest of Bond women's and her sexuality, and I'm like... She wears these movies. Just the women just wear tight pants. Like there's not very. There's not like yeah exactly. If you're a kid in the 80s or 90s, it's not very tilting. And I can imagine even younger people who grew up in the 90s, where like not only is James Bond old and musty, they'd be like, but then you got, got my mom's hairstyle. <laughs> Wait, who's got all these ladies look like my mom? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying to, are there any legitimately hot Bond ladies? Oh, I'm sure. Um, there is. What's your face? Xenia Anya. I've never actually seen the movie, but I know that Famica Jansen was hot. Um, I don't know enough about anything Bond to know who, what the Bond That's what I'm are, saying. So. Yeah, well, Evergreen in the first Daniel Craig movie, how you do it. But I just like Evergreen. But, well, but I was about to say, but if you're growing up in the 90s, too, you're growing up in an era where everyone was already making fun of James Bond because you had, like, the Austin Powers movies. And the Mission Impossible movies were coming out, and they were already doing kind of like the gadget shit spy stuff better than the actual James Bond movies. And then, then you, like, in the end of the aughts, you get the fucking Born Identity movies, which they're doing, like, the fighting and stuff better than James Bond movies. So mm. I could see why they totally felt the need to, like, reboot the Bond movies with the Daniel Craig things, where it's like, okay, we're going to strip everything down and make it grittier and bat more badass. And then they fucked it up by, like, the next, the second Daniel Craig movie was terrible, and uh, it's a whole mess, but... Yeah, so, Goldfinger. What do you think of Goldfinger? It's long. He thinks so? It's like 90, it's what, it's 90, 90 minutes long. It feels long. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, we going to do a beat by beat? Yeah, it's almost two hours, but it's hard. Well, I wish I'd do with with the way our podcasting is shaping up. We're always trying to find the shortest thing to talk about so we don't have to do the podcast for <laughs> Which is never Just, a good sign for a podcast. not a lot of happens. It's an hour and 49 minutes not long. It's not like preposterous. It's not like I'm not Return saying of the it's. I'm not saying time-wise it's The long. movie star starts with someone who's obviously not Daniel Craig in a little hat shooting a dot. That silly hat man shot the paper cutout. He shot the cup in the butt. You know what? It uh -huh. never occurred to me because like ever reading about James Bond stuff, I always, I always understood that like it's supposed to be like a gun barrel. 
that like yeah. is lo- it doesn't make any sense though. Because why would somebody no. be looking at a gun barrel <laughs> and then James Bond shoots the gun barrel? I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is fucking easy. So I guess it's the first. This is the first James Bond movie. I guess with opens like every, even though this seems like a stereotypical James Bond movie, this is the first James Bond movie that does most of this stuff. Like, mm. I the first two James Bond movies, mm. they don't have music. It's just a guy in kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually a guy following James Bond around with a kazoo. <laughs> it's really weird. It's not until Goldfinger they're like, we should have an orchestral music for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, so what's he doing? Oh, he's a, well, he do well. He got a duck on his head. Yeah, he got a fucking bird hat. Is he scuba diving? Yeah, Badass. At least these movies. Why don't just swim humor? a couple uh, inches underneath the water? What? So you, you've got scuba gear on. You have to fucking duck on your head. Especially it's nighttime. No one's looking, and, and if anything, a, a stuffed duck. Motion. Do you think motion- somebody in the audience seen this for the first time said "badass"? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Well, that's what I was about to say. With growing up, where like the only people I knew were James Bond were older dudes who had grown up in the sixties and seventies. Who like their standards for what badass and cool were were so fucking low that you do have dudes thinking, "Oh, that is so awesome!" When he's got a duck on his head. <laughs> like a stuffed duck gliding across the water motionlessly, like that's okay. I mean, it's supposed to be a joke. I mean, that's that's the one thing James Bond movies have always had. Especially, Is it? That, like, that's Goldfinger really ramps up the ridiculousness. Do you think they're self-aware enough? It's the '60s, Bill. Oh God, ain't it the '60s? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you had a statement to make there. No, I'm oh. saying it's the 60s. I don't think self-awareness had been invented yet in cinema. I thought you were going to say something about it. It's the 60s, Bill. Dad, didn't everyone just wear a dead tuck on their head? It was just a fashion. It's not even a spy thing. It's it just, was just dying at just the time. Like, oh, so I, I keep on forgetting. This is made after Con- after JFK got killed. I was going to joke about how, like, you see all these old archival photos of JFK wearing a dead duck on his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Bond, he got a suit, and he comes out and he gets... Well, no, 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 he's wearing a suit under his thing, and that's the joke. He takes off his wetsuit. Hey! Wait a second. Oh, no. Whose idea was it to make a swimsuit out of silk? Why is is this scuba gear made out of silk when he goes inside? That's the thing, because we were watching, like, a a nice HD copy of this movie, and you can see all the seams, and all the... Like, wait, what? Why is this? Yeah, it's like he's wearing skin-tight silk pajamas that are supposed to be a wetsuit. You know, I'm sure it's a thing where, like... You can guarantee Sean Connery is like, I don't want to get in a wetsuit. It's too tight. Just make me some silk pajamas. And then that's what that's, yeah. And of course, it's, I'm sure. No, he showed up in that fucking silk pajamas. <laughs> that's just what he wore. And he's like, You want me to wear what? What? No, I should. I'll just tell me. I'll, just... I'll just be lounging in my black silk pajamas. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> Of course, any Bond movie podcast is going to be nothing but bad Chuck Cutter impressions. Oh, hells hard. yeah, you know Aww. it. I do like that. He just shows up and this is his... They have to figure out how to w- a way to make his pajamas look like a wetsuit. That, that's their mm-hmm. challenge they have to do, They have to undergo on the first day of filming. But yeah, he gets and out. I, I, I also like... So he puts plastic explosives on something. Whatever. This is unrelated to anything. Plastic explosive puts, poop. Yeah, he puts it on some shit hidden inside of this big water container or something. I don't know. And then he takes off his his silk swimsuit, and he's got a perfectly pressed press tux Which, underneath that's great. It. Suddenly he just magically Not produces, wrinkled. like, a red plume out of his pocket mm-hmm. and puts it in his lapel. 
Yeah. Oh, he's so cool. He's so cool. Mm-hmm. You gotta wear your best tux when you grow into the back room in some tiny little shitty <laughs> that tavern. That kind of undercut this. If anything, he's made himself look way more promiscuous. Because, yeah, uh-huh. it's like this dingy little... It's funny, because I know they're trying to be like, oh, this is some kind of South American, like, little hovel bar but it looks like a broom closet that are like a bunch of kids it's like the fucking it's 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 bart simpson's clubhouse yeah. <laughs> with i'm surprised robert goulet's not singing jingle bells batman smells in the corner or something like that mm-hmm. yeah and everything blows up and everybody freaks out but not him and his cool friend who's also there yeah. and he tells that they're all hip hip cheerio and he tells that <laughs> other guy i got i've got unfinished business and it's a late naked lady in a tub, but she's no good though. There's a man in there well, who gonna bonk, 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 bonk him on the noggin. I do love. But he sees the reflection of that man in her shiny, shiny eyeball. It's a great they... little shot. I love him. Just it's so <laughs> artificial, but it's great. I kind of it's campier than I it even meant to be, but I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a super lame fight well, kind he of looks, scuffle buffle. he gets out of being hit by grabbing her flinging her around and she gets hit on the head instead of him which that's pretty brutal mm-hmm. and they have the most like i know like standards of fighting old man movies. wrestling it is the most it's like watching two children wrestle over a, a pack of bubble tape because it's like fucking like they're kinda... keep saying bubble tape it's for you not them <laughs> like it's supposed to be a fight, but they're just kind of like mashing their palms into each other's faces, and like it's like the least fight fight I've ever seen in a movie. And mm-hmm. so if James Bond knocks him into the bathtub, his his sexy girlfriend was just in. The guy goes to reach for James Bond's gun, and yeah, yeah then he and he throws a fan in there, and that dang man gets electrocuted. Yeah, and Bond's just shocking. Which I didn't Absolutely realize. Is, shocking. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> ever done a kind of thing like that you're witnessing the invention of the schwarzenegger uh pithy one-liner right here yeah oh my god yeah and it's great because like the lady is still like half knocked out on the floor all fucked up and suddenly james bond walks out and that's like suddenly smash cuts to the credits and it's a lady screaming over a gold painted lady oh. surprise he didn't rape her piece of shit yeah yeah <laughs> are you talking about the character or the actor well, you know, right, both at the same time. <laughs> Pity the poor lady who got painted up in gold for the. Yeah. Well, actually, this. What did you? I wonder if it's the same lady. I well, that's also one of the funny things is looking up uh, James uh, Goldfinger trivia while watching this movie. Like half the people who were involved in this movie died in the last year and a half. Like James mm. Bond just died, like just a couple weeks ago. Honor Blackman, who plays Pussy Galore, she just died like earlier this year. Uh, the girl who James Bond slaps on the ass, we're gonna see in two minutes, she just died like two weeks before Connery did, and I think the lady who who painted in gold right here, I think she just died like last December or something like that, so something about 2020 is grinding up all the people from this goddamn movie, but... That's cool. It's they... almost like they're all old as shit now. <laughs> well, it's funny they all just kind of dropped dead at the same time, though. It's almost like there was some kind of radiation on the set of Goldfinger that, like, took them... Well, I guess that's the plot of the movie. Radiation, like, everyone's gonna die 57 years, and so they all did. Mm-hmm. I do like the whole thing of, like, we're gonna use a... Well, it's not even a naked lady, like, lady in a, the most 60s fucking swimsuit painted gold, but we're gonna project clips from the movie over her and have the credits 
Like, again, this, I guess, is the first James Bond movie that did this kind of credit sequence, too. How do you feel about the Goldfinger song? I... He's the man with the Midas touch. It's yeah. great until you listen to the lyrics, and it's wah, like, wah, it's wah. like Ralph Wiggum wrote the lyrics. And his heart <laughs> is gold! His heart is cold! His feet are old! Mm-hmm. He does not like cheese with mold! <laughs> it's that kind of song. Like, as I noticed in the credits, so, like, two people got credits for writing the lyrics. One, the, one of which is Anthony Newley, who I believe, if I remember correctly, that's the guy who wrote all the lyrics for the songs. He, I think he wrote all the songs in Willy Wonka. Mm. And I'm like, this is not his A material. <laughs> he was saving all of his best material for Willy Wonka, not so much for fucking Goldfinger. But I, people love this song. It's one of the most iconic songs in the thing because it's, I guess it's the first time they had such dramatic song. Well, I guess the first mm. two movies, I think, I don't know if they even had songs. I think they just had like opening credit. They had more like just normal credits. This is the first James Bond movie that has like, we're gonna have naked ladies. We're gonna have like a lady, like have some kind of crazy operatic song that's gonna smash cut to the rest of the movie. And so that's what you're saying here. And for such a simple idea, it's really good. Like, more James Bond movies would try to get more clever with their title sequences, but wouldn't be as good as this. But Yeah. That's okay. That's good. You know, fine. Okay. Again, if, Welcome. If, if if your only entertainment options in 1964 are, like, watching the Beverly Hillbillies or this, I'll take mm. this over the Beverly Hillbillies. But yeah. Hey, welcome to Miami Beach. Oh. Says... That says the plane that's flying through the air. Okay. Like like planes? Okay. It's saying it? No, it's got the little... It, there's the, <laughs> it's it pulling the sign. Camera. It's yeah. pulling the sign behind it. Says, I guess that's a clever Miami way Beach. to establish without having to put a big piece of like Marvel movie text on the screen saying, Miami Beach, Florida. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some dweeb in a suit's walking around a pool and finds Bond getting a massage from a lady. It's Felix. And he tells, and then Bond tells the girl named Dink to say goodbye. This is... Man talk. And then he slaps her on the ass. Cool, cool, cool. He walks cool, cool, cool. her on the ass. It's not just like a little pat, but like she jumps. Like, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. I had totally forgot about that when I first started watching this. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. That poor girl had to touch his hairy legs and still... Get slapped on the ass. That's also... That's double punishment. That real, this also really marks this movie as being, like, in the fucking 60s, because, like, fucking Sean Connery's wearing a sweater, even though he's half-naked, because his... He like puts a on monkey. a romper! And then he's got, That's like, a romper, Bill! He's got... It's got legs! He's got a blue terry cloth romper that makes him look like a baby <laughs> that just escaped the hospital! With the belt on it! It is not sexy. <laughs> he looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> And so, yeah, I guess Felix Leader, who, like, within the, both the books and other movies, Felix Leader as a character shows up on a bunch of the movies. He's essentially, like, his um, uh, James Bond's American contact. He works for the CIA, mm, and whenever James Bond okay. comes to America, he's always, like... He's essentially the exposition dump character in, in a lot of these movies, like, especially with anything that involves America. But, like, so Felix Leader comes over and says, Put some fucking pants on, James, for Christ's sake. We, get, we need you to talk to this... There's, oh, we like something. No, something. Goldfinger. Uh, he wants him to observe Goldfinger because <laughs> yeah, some other guy has lost a bunch of money to him. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And it's not like you're an official mission. It's just this guy says, "Hey, guess what? The movie's about to start. We need you to watch this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, so um, 
Bond's gotta watch Goldfinger play some hot gin rummy. Grandma's favorite game. This, this movie's Rob off to Ford. a fucking rocket fuel stuff. This Rob Ford looking motherfucker. Yes, I like. I don't know if they had to dye his hair a little bit, but I do like the casting is good because he always looks weird and confused. And I like his like gold blonde hair. And of course mm -hmm. he wears yellow all throughout the movie. And his name mm. is Auric Goldfinger, A-U for gold. Mm. And but yeah, I guess he's pretending to be deaf because he's got like a hearing piece in his ear, and I guess that's how he excuses. I guess he's been playing this dude to Jim Rummy. I guess every day that's for the way week. he cheats in the most obvious way anybody's ever cheated in the history of ever. It's funny too because this like they're all this movie's all about like this is one of the richest, most powerful guys in the world, and he spends his weekends at a fucking like fucking finagling random people out of pocket change or Jim mm -hmm. Rummy. By this poolside in, in Miami, I guess. Well, it's not like he's got any, like, world conquest. <laughs> well, not like he got any world conquest point coming up. Thank you, Strongman. Tripping over yeah. my own tongue here. Uh, it's also great, too, because uh, the Miami, the hotel scenery, uh, changes it between being, like, an English soundstage and just being so people stand, like, standing in front of, like, a... Uh, like a rear projection screen of footage mm -hmm. of an actual hotel in Miami, too, which looks mm -hmm. terrible. James Bond movies mm -hmm. have always had the most terrible rear projection shit. Like, it always what gets worse about? when they're in cars. No! But like, yeah. It's... No, you can't tell me those are not real times. <laughs> well, I love it, too, because especially because, like, I, it happens later when he's driving around. He almost runs over some Chinese henchmen, and the henchmen are, like, 20 feet tall because... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, like, film it correctly. Like, the camera's too close yeah. to the henchman, but they just protected behind James Bond anyway, but yeah. So anyway, James Bond decides he's going to sneak into uh, Goldfinger's room and see what's up. He yeah, has a he suspicion about how James uh, Goldfinger's winning all this shit. Yeah, there's some lady with her ass all hanging out. Yeah, she even she's does, watching. like, she kicks her foot up and she's all, like, coquettish, like, oh! But yeah, she's on the radio talking to Goldfinger. Yeah, telling him how to win in his pans he's got and helping him cheat and... Bond turns off the radio that she's using and is like, hey, you helping him cheat? Why you do that? He like, I don't know, he pays me to be seen with him. And he's like, is that all he pays you for? Wink, wink. Oh. And she's like, ah, da, da. just be seen with him. Uh, thank you very much. And because I guess James Bond just emits pheromones that makes any women horny for him, instead of her being like, get the f like, get out of my personal space. What the fuck are you doing here? She's already like half in love with him. And she's all like, ah. mm -hmm. and so he grabs the microphone. Oh, he taps the. Yeah. He ta it's, it's kind of funny because he taps the mic and, like, fucking Goldfinger something like, Aah! and he's like, Listen to me now, Goldfinger. The, <laughs> the police would not take kindly to what you're doing. And then he's like, I want you to lose. And then he says, I will lose. <laughs> and, and then. Not if you believe me. And he's like, <laughs> I want you to rap the Beastie Boys song, Inner Tube Intergalactic Spans Tactic. Yeah. Um, so he loses and it makes him mad. He breaks a pencil, even though it was only $50,000 and this dude is fucking loaded as shit. I do like Why would he care? I do like that he is so petty. Like, yeah, he's so I angry. I mean, he, I only, he quote unquote it. only loses $10,000, like it's fifteen. But like, yeah, I just whatever. So I don't know. But well, so, the weird thing too, because so bon, like, yeah, Bond tells her, "Ooh, you naughty boy, you better start losing, or else police gonna be mad, naughty, naughty." So this lady, her name is Wait, Jill Masterson, and she's uh -huh. like, "Well, James Bond is like, oh, that should keep him preoccupied for quite a while." No, 
Well, Why would you not think that Goldfinger's just gonna stop upstairs and try to kill your ass? <laughs> like, why do you think well, you're off the hook for a while here? Yeah. He he tells her that um. He, he tells her uh that he knows the best place in town for Eatons, and then they kiss. And I'm gonna send you an image of what the best place in town's food looks like. Oh it's yeah. It's so '70s. It's weird that it's it actually was in pale... the '60s. Like salmon and like shitty looking like it's potato salad gross, and man. like old fruit. Yeah, <laughs> like I get, I I know this isn't. Is this, was this decadent in the sixties? Were people gonna be like, "Oh wow, two pieces of fish"? Not only is it the sixties, but it's also England in the sixties, so the food is just extra unappealing. No, they're. They're in the... Uh, no, but where they filmed it would have been England. Oh, okay. And so, like, you've got, like, these 90-year-old English, like, crewmen on this English stage. Like, what's the most decadent food you can get in Florida? Old fruit. Fucking, mm -hmm. fucking fart dead fish looking salmon pieces. <laughs> some, like, some olives inside of some tomatoes. A fucking and, half... And a fuck, six slices of cucumber. A fortune cookie with half a fart in it. Like, that, that that's this magnificent feast they have. No, there's literally two pieces of fish with a bunch of, like, cabbage on either side well, of it. So it looks, like, fucking, awful. Who wants to eat fish right before and or after? God damn, it should just be a pile of little Debbies. <laughs> Some fucking ho-hos. But it turns out they didn't go nowhere. It's in his room, make it out on the bed, playing the game of you wear the top of the pajamas, I wear the bottom. Oh, you know what? I'm watching that. I think that's actually what's the yeah. Okay, that's that. If that's a, if that's actually what they're going for, that's actually kind of clever. But mm. the, the, the fucking James Bond's like, oh, and that's the thing where like they're 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 kissing, and he goes to reach for the champagne. And he's like, oh, the champagne is old. Well, he he wants uh, to get, he gets a phone call from Felix who wants to grab a bite with Bond, and he's Bond suggests breakfast, and she says too early, and so he just face palms her whole head and yeah. pushes her away. <laughs> he's a real classy man. Knows how to treat. And I get a woman. the feeling that's more Sean Connery than like anything in the script. Uh -huh. It's just him just being this fucking mungus, just. Caveman. Who told you you could improvise? I'm, you're not allowed to say anything, Woody. Get the fuck out of my life. He gotta get an ice or drink or something from the fridge. Well, he's, when that's he gets when he's there. all snobby about the champagne. He's like, champagne and on must be shoved at 35 degrees. Otherwise, it's like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs on. <laughs> and he goes to the fridge, which is funny because, like, practically empty except for a bunch of, like, warm Cokes or something like that, which, like, James <laughs> Bond is not fancy at all. Jesus Christ. Oh. And then all of a sudden, there's just a big meaty hand in the frame, and it's not filmed clumsily at all. Yeah, I would give anything for a, an edit of this movie that just install. It's just the slapper's only sound effect when Odd Job nice. off camera I bet, slaps. I bet that exists. That's somewhere. gotta be. That's gotta be YouTube clip or something. But yeah. So that hand gives old Bond a chop on the neck, and he's out for the count. He I wakes up later. Guess what happened? Bond must be out for like twelve hours. Because mm -hmm. suddenly, yeah, he wakes up and on his bed, there's a lady all painted up under the gold, and she's dead. So you've seen that before, right? Did you she's did dead. you know that was coming? Yeah. Okay, because I'm gonna say that's so. one of the few things from these movies that like everyone knows is like, oh, it's the gold lady, it's the gold finger, it's the blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. And she's dead though, and I love the explanation. Well, he calls Felix and he tells him, turns out it was contagious. What was contagious? <laughs> Venereal disease. Uh -huh. They Great, call it the Midas Touch. He's like, I fucked this lady so hard she turned to gold. 
<laughs> I think my dick <laughs> happened again. He's like, my dick keeps turning people into gold. <laughs> Felix, help me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. But back in London, she died of skin suffocation. Which happens to strippers? But they usually mm. only survive because they leave a small patch of exposed skin on the back of the spine? Yeah. Like, I was reading trivia for this movie, and like they're all like, oh yeah, everyone seems to think you can die that way. I'm like, who thinks that way? I've never... What? You can't... Bond fans! I mean, being dipped in gold is not going to be comfortable. It's not good for you, but you're not going to instantly die of suffering. Also, should she just lay there and let them paint them till she that's, dies? That's... <laughs> That's, you know, I didn't think about that. Because you would assume they would have just killed her and then painted her as gold in the message. I mean, it's presumably what you think they would have done. They probably either fucking odd job, like, punched her in the back of the head like he did to, to Bond and knocked her out, and then they painted her over in gold. Or they would have injected her with some kind of drugs. <laughs> How many people so painted not... her, too? Was it just one person with a paintbrush <laughs> slap it back and forth? Or that's was it a whole... Whole bunch of people? Was it odd job? Did he have to I do it? I love the idea of Goldfinger holding auditions for henchmen. And like one of fucking odd jobs, big pitches. He's like, you know, you're 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 like Goldfinger. I know your whole thing is gold. How about my thing is I paint your victims gold. Like I'm really good. Like I used to be a house painter. Like I could do I'm it so fast. Like, I only need one tarp in 20 minutes. Like I don't uh -huh. need a crew. I do it clean. Well, mostly clean. Sometimes I get little gold fingers and stuff like this. And so then gold fingers like, well, 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 what's the point? I mean, I get it's kind of a neat look. And he says, no, no, no. If you paint them all gold, they will suffocate and they will die. And it's so cool. It's, it's like, so okay. cool. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's great. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm actually kind of surprised because they actually do show decent. Like, she's no longer wearing a bra or top or anything. Like, this suggests that she is actually buck naked. And so, yeah, yeah, but it's just suggested, man. Oh, but Creepo Creepos can't get off to that. This movie, they still can't even bear to show anyone's belly buttons in this movie. Like, there's an Asian lady who shows up later wearing a sarong. And they still, mm. it's still like I Dream of Genie. So the fact that you can get to see a woman's naked back in this movie is actually pretty like, oh, va 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 boom. Literally, because I forgot this movie even has the music of like, they show sexy ladies and it's like, wah, 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 wah. And it's yeah. just like, oh my God, it feels like grandpa's boner in this movie and i just don't want to be any be any part of it it's true but, so, so anyway so yeah back in london m tells bond all he was supposed to do was observe not be an asshole but he done done messed that all up and he's lucky that he didn't get himself thrown into ding dong jail over in america what did james bond do so wrong? they'll have to talk about it at their black tie dinner they're gonna have or whatever yeah it's funny how like the pacing of this movie is so slow because you would pretty much probably just cut to the dinner if you're making this this movie these days. But instead, like, there's a whole meeting with M, and M's like, okay, I'm going to give you exposition, but I'm going to give you exposition later. And then just Angel Bond walks out, and then Money yeah, Penny's there. I have Money Penny, and, and, and they're all flirty, flirty, flirty. Her look vaginal at my flaps tits. creak open slowly. Why do you have to do this to me? Uh, I need to get a sound effect for that. I need no, to drop you really that don't. In. You need to stop there talking to about it. Cave water. It just no. Anyway. Anyway. But this is this is the stand. This is the first because this becomes a formula in most of the James Bond lady later, where like there's an opening adventure. James Bond goes talk to M. M's got mm. like a padded red door. M's like, you shouldn't have done that, Bond, but I'll let you go and we'll have a conversation about this later. And then. Miss then 
James, money pennies. Yeah. Like, I want you to tie me up and whip me. Like, seriously, they, like because like they did 17 movies with this formula by like the 1985, they had done this like 17 times. You've got like you've now you've got like elderly because I think they kept the same money penny. But now it's also then Roger Martin. She's still like, it's been 35 years. When are you gonna <laughs> fuck me, James Bond? It goes from being a cute little little Bond mod in this movie to being really sad in the later films. But yeah, mm-hmm. but James Bond has to turn her down. He's like, I got a business meeting, and I do yeah. love it. She's all like, Well, that's the flimsy excuse I ever heard. I do like how M butts in from the other room. He's like, I'm the thing he has to do. He's got later. a date with me. Back off, bitch. Yeah, I was, I was trying to wait. <laughs> That's kind of what he says. And then it just crossfades, and suddenly it's like they're having dinner. And fucking having Bond all is all dinner. like... And they all keep smelling that booze. They love smelling that booze. Just get a huff of it. Huff it's that booze. It's the snottiest moment in the movie when James Bond is like... Because they're like trying to figure out what's wrong with this brandy. James Bond is like, Oh, it's uh, clearly a blah, blah, an overdose of Bonnois. And it just sounds like this movie says it's the most British thing I've ever seen in a movie ever, where these old dudes are all like, Niles and Frazier are in the background just nodding emphatically. That's exactly what it seems like. Why is this entertainment? (laughs) This is just like the British make a parody. James Bond. Why is this entertainment? Uh, Especially because the guy who's like giving all the exposition, I guess he's the head of the, the the treasury of uh england and he's essentially just explaining like just like i'm like i I, like i'm in charge of all the gold in england he's like there's a thing in fort knox where america has their own gold standard he's just explaining essentially just explaining the gold standard to the audience that like all currencies based on the value of how much actual gold that 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 country has in stock Goldfinger's doing some shit they don't know they can't prove it's illegal but if they can so they give Bond a big old brick of Nazi gold and are like, go ham, yeah. go somehow, figure it out. I don't know. Somehow Goldfinger is smuggling gold across borders, mm-hmm. and they want James Bond to figure out how. That's that's the whole impetus for the start of this mission. Is yeah, and I do love they do like throw down like yeah, f- f- like a five thousand pound, like thirty. <laughs> this becomes a little bit of an issue later. I had to look up to see how much a, a brick of gold actually weighs. It's thirty pounds because mm-hmm. it's insinuated the first half of the golf thing we're about to see. James Bond is casually carrying around 30-pound brick of gold in his pants. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, so he's got to go... I'm used to carrying around 30 pounds in my pants. There is one little moment where, like, the head of the, 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 the treasury guy is all like, uh, Goldfinger pretended to be. And he's like, no, that's not quite fair. He actually is a pretty good like goldsmith or something like that i thought that was kind of a nice moment where he like pulls back for a moment he's like okay he's not totally a fraud he's actually good at some of the things he claims to do anyway so that doesn't matter that next morning i guess this is the first time this happens in a bond movie where bond goes to visit q who is the dude who invents all of his shit and they have this get some gadgets which this is like for half of Bond fans, this seems to be the half of the point of even seeing a James Bond is the next 30 seconds of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got a fancy Aston Martin car. He got a tractor. He can put on other cars and it attracts them. Well, and it's... that car got a smokescreen, machine gun, ejector seat, oil spills. Oh, the jolly fun he'll have. It's funny to think because like later James Bond movies, like not only does he get the car, but he'll get like a pen that shoots lasers or like a tie. T- like a tie pin that like emits face sonic painting waves kit. or like all kinds of shit so actually even for this movie even though the car is completely ridiculous 
like, compared to later movies, it's, like, practically nothing. But, like, even yeah. in the two Bond movies before this, he really didn't have any gadgets, so this is actually kind of, like, a weak, crazy, like, flight of fancy. Just all this stuff. One thing I do, like, one of my favorite parts of this whole movie, too, is when James Bond is being led to the car by Q. Just casually, there's two guys just standing in the background, and one just unloads a, a machine gun into the other, super mm -hmm. casually, and the guy just, like, opens up his coat and just reveals he's got, like, a super thin bulletproof vest on underneath, but just how casually that's done, that is fucking fantastic. It really does create the impression of Q's lab as being kind of almost like this little Willy Wonka wonderland of weirdness. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, uh, fucking Q just explains all the stuff, which <laughs> I was watching this a second time, it's a, it's, I guess his car has a bulletproof screen, metal screen that pops up in the back, despite all the fact that all the windows are supposed to be bulletproof anyway, so why do you need an extra bulletproof screen that blocks your rearview mirror? But anyway, like, it's after seeing all this other stuff, but stuff, yeah. yeah so, and yeah, then this yeah. car becomes a big thing. James Bond uses this car a whole bunch in the, this movie and the next few, and they actually bring back this car for, for a couple of the last Daniel Craig movies, just out of sheer nostalgia. Even though now it's a sixty-year-old car, but anywho, anywho, James Bond goes play golf. He's set up on a blind date with Goldfinger and his caddy Odd Job, who is mute, even though he makes noises. He says "aha," times. yeah, and that's a uh, um, which it's convenient he's mute because he would tell people to stop calling him such a stupid name as Odd Job. Great name, though. So, it's memorable. You don't forget it. I guess Odd Job. I, that's just, I, I'm honestly shocked the character's name is not like gold something else. With, like there could be some with other. The James Bond movie. I'm surprised his name isn't something horribly racist. That you know, I am shocked, especially with all the Chinese people running around for the rest of the movie. I'm surprised there's not some kind of like, like yeah, it's actually kind of astonishing. The movie may be sexist as fuck, but at least the racism is kind of kept to a relative minimum. But yeah, relative. Um, so while golfing. Goldfinger's like, come on, man, let's be real here, Bond. What are you up to? Wee, 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 you doing? And Bond shits a gold brick onto the ground right in front of him. Just, and then he said he got more. And he just throws like, it on yeah, the ground. Just casually, like I just always carry around thirty pounds of gold in my pocket in case I wrap it against, run up against someone who's obsessed with gold on the golf course. Yeah. Could you imagine if, if Goldfinger wasn't up to anything and all of a sudden some dude just throws down a brick of Nazi gold in front of him and he's like, what the fuck is this? This is cool. He lo James Bond loves to prank people just by throwing Nazi gold in, in front of them and be like, oh, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Nazi gold? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a little funny too because I was reading up the trivia about this. I guess the guy playing Goldfinger was an actual fucking Nazi. Mm. Uh, he's not one of those things, because so many people, like, especially, of course, the later part of the 20th century, they would be like, well, technically, I was a Nazi just because I happened to be born in Germany where the things came, and of course, I had to join part of the party just because everyone else was doing it, so I had to protect my family. Like, no, he was, he joined the fucking Nazi army, he was in the costume, he put on a Nazi uniform and killed people as a fucking Nazi. Sig Hale. Yeah. And so when this movie got released in, in Israel, uh, the Israelis were like, what the fuck? This movie, the... I mean, we get that, you know, he's playing a bad guy. He's a Nazi, but, like, the dude's a fucking Nazi. Why'd you put him in a fucking movie? <laughs> so I guess then fucking MGM had to jump, uh, gin up some kind of thing where, like, some Jewish family had to be like, he actually protected us once during the war. So he mm. was a, one of the good Nazis. And so then the Israel wound up showing the movie, but... 
Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Problem solved! So it's kind of funny that, like, James Bond is tempting this dude with Nazi gold. And the guy would be like, oh, I think I may have pulled out some of the dentures from some of the Jews. The Philly <laughs> hey, I have this gold bar. Yeah, that was mine. Where'd you find that? How'd you find that? I've been looking for that. That was in my house. Oh. Yeah. So he got more and Goldfinger's like, hey, let's bet for it then. So they bet. Balls are swapped around. I don't know. One says seven. Another one says one. He was using the one. That's I, don't the I don't know shit about shenanigans. Golf, but it ball is just switching. I, the idea is that if you finish the game with a different ball than what you start off, like, I guess you forfeit the game. And that's. Yeah, I guess. And there's a whole. Like plain bike. <laughs> Jesus, fuck! Holy crap! <laughs> oh my god! What is happening? Are you okay? <laughs> the hell? I'm used to animals on my head! My, my oh baby's my. having problems! <laughs> what Oh, I think the cat found out that, that there's a Nazi in our movie and he doesn't like it! He hates Goldfinger! No. <laughs> I record right next to a basement window where the well, are the cats the cat well, our cats love to look out with and there's another cat that just came up to the window and just drove the cat our cat crazy, so <laughs> that happened that had not happened in a good six months. I'm glad we got that on tape. Great! I guess we gotta end the episode because nothing's gonna get better than that. Jeez. Oh, Balake, you goddamn weirdo. Anyway. So... <laughs> but yeah, so balls get switched. I do like the, yeah. the, his fucking uh, Bond's caddy who's all like, for some reason he hasn't really in for Goldfinger because the whole time James Bond is doing this ball switching stuff. He's like, now nah, you got him, sir. And it's, I, well, Goldfinger does reveal that it's his club, so maybe he know, doesn't like the owner. Actually, from an acting perspective, that's the one little thing I like in this movie where, like, because James... Oh, no, so they go back, uh, fucking, uh, Goldfinger cuts him a check for $5,000, that was the bet. And Goldfinger, I can't I forget what the excuse is, but he's like, I, I advise you not to... <laughs> does not talk like not everyone in this movie can talk like Sean Connery. <laughs> he's like oh you you should not uh, involve yourself in my plans anymore and he's and he says like hey odd job throw your hat at that statue and cut the head yeah. off the statue that's what odd job does that's when you find it's out very that, like, scary yeah and i guess that also the way you see his hat laying on the ground you see it has like a metal like i guess razor razor edged brim but she must be yeah. very careful when he takes that hat <laughs> that hat off or on and off but that's that's when James Bond turns around and says, "Oh, I wonder what the manager of the club has to say about this." And that whole thing is all like, "Oh, I own this club, Mr. Bond." But the way he says, the way the re the way he reveals that he owns the club, he's being very dismissive. He's like rubbing a bit of grit out of his eye while he does it. And I do mm -hmm. like that. Like, it's not a huge twist or anything like that. But I do love other actors would have made a big meal out of that moment. Like, I own the club, Mr. Bond. But I like how he's so just casually, he's, he's already almost kind of forgotten that Bond's even there. He's like, I own the club. And he gets in his car and he drives away. So that's it. Yeah, he puts his, he puts his thumb on his nose and wiggles his finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing too is uh, while uh, Ajab was throwing shit in the back of Goldfinger's truck, while Ajab wasn't looking, Bond took a homing device he got from Q and sticks it in the back of the trunk of the car. What doesn't make quite sense, because then we find out later that the car is made out of gold. And that's yeah. how a fucking Goldfinger's been smuggling 
gold from between countries is by driving that car from different places and smelting it down wherever it had to go. And I don't think gold is ma ma magnetic, so I'm just throwing that out there. Well, just parts of it are made of gold. You would I think, because I know gold is not like a metal. It's totally a decorative metal. It's not you can you can't actually build it. So I'm presuming it's probably still kind of like an iron chassis. It's just like. Hey, I know this question's been asked by everybody, but I'm gonna ask it still. Yeah. Why does Why doesn't Bond ever use an alias? Uh, yeah. Because he introduces himself to the lady that that Goldfinger was using to cheat, and he says, "Hey, I'm Bond. I'm James Bond. Remember that name. Tell your boss I'm James Bond." I don't understand. And then here he's like, "Hi, Goldfinger. I'm James Bond. How you doing?" Goldfinger doesn't seem to recognize Bond during the gold thing too, which is weird because. But then later. But uh, an odd job also. I, I, I chopped him. Yeah, so, so he knows Oddjob what he looks like. would remember. But then later, when they meet for the third time, he's Odd Goldfinger does say like, "Oh, now I see what the meaning of our previous two encounters were, Mister Bond." And so, which suggests he does recognize him from the fucking Miami thing. Ah, it's not. Yeah. It's almost like this movie's. <laughs> it's, it's like they were really paying attention to continuity or like that. I guess. Yeah. So. So. So anyways, James Bond is tracking Goldfinger mm -hmm. and Oddjob's car. And I guess yeah. he tracks it to the local uh, English airport. Yeah, where they're going to fly to Geneva. And Bond follows with a throwaway line by another pilot walking up to Bond's car and saying, Another plane in half an hour. And then he walks away. Great, thanks, It's totally connective man. tissue just to show. Because otherwise they could have probably just cut to the Geneva stuff. But I guess they have to show that, like, okay, no, it's not just... Like, and in the 60s, everybody could just get their cars loaded onto the front of a plane. Yeah, and they're specifically around. showing that, like, Goldfinger is actually flying with the same car. He's not just renting another car that looks similar. And, like, Bond, Bond is gets trailing. to do it, too. This gets. So I guess, yeah, so is it easy, that easy to find a plane that will just fly your car? Because both these guys end up flying to Geneva with their cars. Because then uh -huh. suddenly it gets just straight from this to, like, James Bond is, like, tracking Goldfinger through the hills. I guess it's the Swiss Alps. This is one of the things I do like in this movie. Everything I've ever seen about Switzerland in the movies looks so beautiful because it's all the big, like, cartoony, like, big snowy mountains with, like, the big beautiful green flooring and the hills and the valleys and the quaint little, like, fucking Mega Man houses and shit like that. It looks like everyone lives on a Mega Man ending cutscene or something like that. It always looks super beautiful. And that's what we got here. We've got, like, the, 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 the cloud-swept mountaintops and it looks so nice. And it looks mm -hmm. like a place totally looks like the most idyllic place in the whole world. I always thought, like, if I ever could just, like, retire somewhere and just, like, <laughs> live in a forest cottage or something like that, it seems like in the Switzerland would be kind of the place to go. Cause... Yeah, I'd like to go to Switzerland sometime, pick up me up some Rudishauser wine. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that, uh, wait, your family, are they Swiss? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, you got good, yeah. good, good stock then. Okay. Good stock. Our, our, like name a... wa our name was Rutushauser, <sighs> but uh, my grandpa shortened it when he came to America because he thought Rutushauser was too too long. Oh, okay, I could see that. Oh, that explains because Rutus is a little bit of a not a strange name, and but I guess, like I guess okay. there was a big Swiss community in Portland when huh. my grandpa moved here. So, so, so you've had relatives who've actually yodeled, probably. Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Just like given to that stereotype. Yeah. So James Bond is driving, and in the background, the yodeling game from The Price Is Right is going on. Mm -hmm. I'm actually surprised they don't do like yodeling because like, you know, I think later James Bond movies would do that, especially because like it would be like the 15th time the characters have gone to like a specific location. So you have to like cartoonify it up 
and stuff like that. But no, yeah, no, Switzerland's always yeah. like really nice. I do hey, like girl. The... What do you like? Girl, what do you like? I don't know, I was just gonna say I just I love the twisty uh, roads and stuff like all these all this stuff takes on place on. James mm -hmm. Bond, he's all like he's he's, he's following Goldfinger's whistling to himself, and suddenly a lady in a Mustang starts riding his ass for no reason. Yeah, and honking and honking, and then she passes him, and he wants to chase her and be a chauvinistic pig to her, but he's like, no, I gotta have discipline. Yeah, I do. Not every, not every piece of tail's worth chasing. Especially because that's the whole point of the mission. You can't just abandon your mission just to go fuck a random lady. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I do like the, the one moment of, like, James' self-restraint that James Bond shows in a movie. Yeah, discipline. Mm -hmm. Don't double or something. So, he go watches Goldfinger buy some fruit in the distance. And then someone, no idea who it could be, <laughs> takes a shot and misses him by a hot damn country mile. There is a nice reveal of how that works, too, because, like, at first it's like, you see, there's a shot of Goldfinger, and he's buying fruit, like, on the side of this road, this hilly mountain road. And suddenly the camera pulls back, and you see James Bond is looking over him. And then the camera pulls back a third time to reveal the woman in the car, and she's the world's Why? worst you can't tell shot. that. Right, do you, do you, can you tell us the one but AC? That's so no, like no, you can absolutely tell. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but then suddenly, like, she almost shoots James Bond in a way that, like, how. And, like, also fucking. So, suddenly, Goldfinger and fucking uh, Oddjob decide to get in the car, and Oddjob looks up at, like, where the shot come, was coming from, and he smiles in a way that does suggest that, like, okay, that's someone mm -hmm. shooting at James Bond. Yeah. But yep. it doesn't make their... They, you think Goldfinger and Oddjob would be, like, rushing to get out of there someone's shooting. Like, obviously, the shot is so bad that they may, maybe they don't necessarily think the shot is meant for them, but, like, it's it's, it's kind of a bit of bad misdirection on, on the filmmaker's part. But And also, I, I guess concur. Tilly is not, like, a professional, world-class sharpshooter because she just misses by... Hells no. If she's actually trying to kill Goldfinger, I... It's one of those things where I could do better than that, and, oh, and yeah. I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so then it starts into a fucking... What, Bond starts chasing... I could throw a Nerf football from that distance and get closer <laughs> than she got. Especially if it's like a sniper. I could see if she just had like a pistol. But like, that's supposed to be like a world-class sniper rifle. And it's like, what the hell was she aiming at? Of course James Bond would think he was shooting at her... Uh, she was shooting at him. And so, yeah, he ends up, uh... Oh! He ends up using like Ben-Hur wheel destroyers on his car... Mm -hmm. To, like, fuck up the side of her car, and then she crashes into a ditch in the most funny, like, little, like, sped-up kind of way. Where they obviously yeah. didn't want to have, like, a stunt woman, like, drive, like, a, a nice car into a ditch. So she just kind of, like, slowly comes to a stop, and then they sped up the footage. So she just looks like, eh, my car crashed. My car crashed. <laughs> and then Bond gets out. And, like, for some reason, she's just like, oh, I, my, the, 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 I have two blown tires. And she doesn't seem to make mention of the fact that the entire side of her car has been chewed up by rodent well, that's blades because from he his says, car. That's because he's like, ah, it must be some sort of defect or something. <laughs> and she buys it. She's like, yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah. I, the one thing, I, I, I do think this is a phenomenally attractive lady. And there's something about the way that, like, some, uh, uh, way some women will say, garage. How do they say it? Garage? No garage? And the way she says that, like, I need to take me to the local garage, just seems so kind of dainty and attractive. I always think that's kind of cool. Mm. And actually, so, like, he picks her up, like, she, he drives her to the local garage, and, like, <laughs> they're doing the thing where, like, oh, he's making small talk with her, and he's being the biggest, like, fucking cheesy piece of shit in the car. 
Because he sees that she's got like an attache case. And she's put it on the back of uh, the back seat of his car. And he's kind of looking at it. And he sees that like the, the, the initials TM are, are on the attache case. He's like, what's your name? And she's like, Soames. Tilly Soames. And he sees that it's actually TM. It should be mm-hmm. TS if it actually is Tilly Soames. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, the lovely case. I used to have a shooting case just like that. And she's like, it's not a sniper rifle. I didn't shoot at you. It's my ice skates. <laughs> and, like, one of my favorite line is the whole... Ice skates of all fucking things. And, like, my... <laughs> he turns around and he gets the shit-eating grin. And he's like, lovely sport. And it's the most, like... Ah, just uh, he's just obviously just he knows she's full of shit and he's just like giving her shit it's great and he's like mm-hmm. i didn't think there was ice this time of year and then she just totally deflects the conversation by it's one of, one of my other favorite acting moments of the whole movie where she kind of like points offhandedly there's the garage and it's just mm-hmm. the most just kind of like it's just got a weird character beat it's, it's something i didn't really notice until watching it like a second time in two days and i was just like i thought it was kind of a funny just and so he kicks her out and he says, I don't want well, to see she, you again. She, she gets out of the car and is like, it's going to take 24 hours for them to get a tire. And he's like, oh, you want me to wait in the hotel with you? And she's like, nah. And yeah. he's like, all right, don't forget to write. And then he leaves. <laughs> I do, he actually does say that, which I thought, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Well, he does have a mission. He has to go on, yeah. yeah. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Stop. Look. He's gunning for trouble. 007. It spells Bond. Shocking. He's the idol of every woman. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. The envy of every man. The nemesis of the treacherous Mr. Goldfinger. Isn't it customary to grant the condemned man his last request? You've asked for this. Come and purr over Honor Blackman as Pussy Galore. The female who is all feline. Also starring Gert Rober as Goldfinger. International cheat. International menace. Gentlemen! Goldfinger, why weren't we told the New York and the West Coast weren't on this? Goldfinger? I made a delivery. Where is my money? And you owe me one million bucks. Goldfinger, the man with a finger in every pie. His goal, Fort Knox, the world's biggest bank. His enemy, 007, the world's wiliest, toughest gentleman agent with a license to kill. 007, it spells Bond. James Bond, mixing business with girls and thrills. Girls and fun. Girls and danger. The hotter the danger, the cooler he takes it. I think you've made your point, Goldfinger. Thank you for the demonstration. Choose your next witnesses and carefully, Mr. Bond. It may be your last. 
Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to. Bye. So he drives to play at some place called Artric Enterprises AC or whatever. And... and this is one of those things too that like watching this movie these days makes this movie feel extra stupid because. What are you talking about? All you'd have to do, he could have found out this place had existed if you'd just done a, a fucking Google search. <laughs> like uh-huh. it's not like this is like hidden, like a hidden lair or anything. It's just a, like it's just like this huge building that's right off the side of the road like right outside of Geneva anyone could have found this I can't believe that like anyone else who was like investigating Goldfinger wouldn't have found this place before but James Bond finds it and he just, he's hiding in the hill until overnight and I guess he's gonna do some scope oh, and sneaking sneak around suit. yeah he just said like puts on his black his black silk pajamas again mm-hmm yeah and he sneaks around with his backpack on, ready for school, and he sees Goldfinger. Yeah, so I'm watching getting... it now, and it is kind of very tiny. It's almost like a little tiny, yeah, school lunch, Animal Crossing backpack, yeah. Mm-hmm. He sees Goldfinger getting his car all gel-decked out or gold taken off of that, I don't know. No, I see, and it looks like they're breaking it down, that, like, yeah, he must have, that, like, he must have, this must be a, a recent shipment of gold, and the fact that, like, they're breaking down his car and taking all the gold out and melting it down, and... Yeah. He overhears the term Operation Grand Slam. Well, there's he a was ch- just talking about IHOP. I'm the first one <laughs> to make that joke. Nobody else has done it. Me first. No one it's else. It's funny because he stops and he rubs his belly and he says, Moon's over my hammy. Ah. And then he burps. And like starts turning into Barney Gumble. Uh, but yeah, so uh, fucking Goldfinger is talking about Operation Grand Slam with like an Asian scientist dude who we later find out is the guy who gives him the dirty bomb that's going to be, like, kind of a big plot device at the end of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, Goldfinger mentions to him something about, like, Whoa, Operation Grand Slam will be ready, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So, um... Bond goes back to the bushes, but he hears some sounds, and he dives into those bushes and sees the lady from earlier, Tilly, and she <laughs> wants to kill Goldfinger because he killed her sister, Jill, and they wrestle, and they yeah. trip an obvious wire that's well, just hanging thing, out in like, front of her face. James Bond fucks up because she's got her gun, and he the way he wrestles her, she he forces her hand to, like, move the gun so it trips a trip wire that sets off. He Like, James Bond fucks up. He causes this whole situation by not being more gentle with Tilly. And so yeah. then they decide, okay, we got to go. We got in the car. We got to get get, out, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's and the, the fact of, the yeah. fact she was aiming for Goldfinger earlier makes her shot even more lu- ludicrous. It is if you just assume that like she's not like a professional assassin; she's just a normal human being whose sister just happened to work for a James Bond villain. <laughs> I guess her sister. But must she have... also took the time to get a like a, a, a attaché case for her gun with her. I guess on it. so. I guess that was from somebody for Christmas. Like in case anyone murders your sister by dousing her in. In gold paint, here's a sniper rifle case you'll want to take to Switzerland to avenge her death, I guess? Yeah. Also, did they knock on her door <sighs> and were like, hey, your sister dead. Some guy named Goldfinger killed her, I guess? 
Who could have seen that? Yeah, coming? we're just letting him go to the Switzerland. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you press charges for something like that, too? Because especially if it's just... I don't know. But anyway, this turns into a car chase. All the Chinese dudes from the from the lab come chasing after James Bond. They're in a bunch of cars. It's kind of like the the chase at the beginning of Indiana Jones and the last uh, in, in the Temple of Doom for a minute. Um, yeah, but a lot less exciting. It is, and there's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of terrible re rear screen projection. Mm -hmm. The bad guys are just randomly firing guns out of their car. James Bond gets to use he uses the smoke jets out of the back of the car. Then he does an oil thing. The oil slick does cause one of the best examples of an, a completely unmotivated car explosion. Because <laughs> yeah. the car goes driving off a cliff, but it doesn't explode when it hits the bottom of the cliff. It hits, it explodes the moment it jumps off the road. As if somebody in that car was made out of like nitroglycerin that just put, exploded the moment the car jostled. And it goes rolling down the hill and stuff, but... Oh god, what happens here? Because there's they stop at another cliff, and then he puts up the bulletproof backing of her seat, and he shoots at the guys. And for yeah, and for he, some reason they then, stop the car. Like I guess there's another car blocking the road. And instead of James Bond just driving around it, he decides to stop the car and get out of his bulletproof machine James gun Bond filled car. A makes a lot of really stupid decisions in this movie. Yeah, and I know again, it's just like that. You know, we've seen so much, so many better and more. Well, I don't want to say logical, but, like, we've seen spy, spy in action movies where the, the main character wouldn't be so easily derailed by shit like this. This makes it seem like uh, like so many unforced errors on James Bond part. And yeah. so, like, he's like, he tells Tilly, he's like, okay, you make a break for the woods, I'm going to, like, shoot these guys. And suddenly, the fucking hot job shows up, throws, I guess it's not his hat that beheads people, it's his hat that just gently hits people in the side of the head. And magically yeah. kills them instead because Tilly should be fucking beheaded, but instead she just magically falls asleep instead. And by I mean fall yeah. asleep, she's permanently dead somehow. And even James yeah, Bond dead. runs, he stops fighting, he runs over to like fondle her body for a oh, second. Oh no, this lady that I just met. Oh no. <laughs> Literally, we've known each other for five minutes. And then he's, he's suddenly captured by Oddjob and all of his dudes. Yeah. Yep. So, uh,. They all get back in their cars, one, only one in Bond car holding the gun. You Could know. they not just, like, make room in one of the other, like, three gangster cars they have for James Bond that they have to make it so that he has to drive his own car back? The weirdest yeah, thing, know. yeah. And they go past some old lady at a gate. She's, like, making pies, but she's... And, like, instead of having, like, an automated or even, like, an electrical gate, like, she's the one who has to come out and, like, push the block up. Anyone who wants to get in or out of Arik Enterprises, I guess? Yeah. Which is... That doesn't seem to be very efficient for, like, a... Like, you know, multi-international company or something like that. But, you know. Yeah. But don't worry about it. Bond's got a trick up his sleeve. He pushes a button that launches a dummy with it out of the ejector seat next to him. And while everybody's laughing, he tries to escape. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know how Q invented a button that can turn someone to a magic dummy and then it just, and like Also, the, I know this is a very hard mechanical thing to pull off for the filmmakers especially because like the dummy is being launched out of a moving vehicle there's a way they could have done this that would have looked less ridiculous but would have involved like the car not moving and stuff like that 
But, like, it is an actual, like, driving car that the dummy suddenly gets launched out of. I'm assuming what happened is they just had someone in the in the driver's seat just throw a dummy out the roof. Because that's exactly <laughs> all it looks like. It's not, yeah. it's, when, when, when Q was talking about how there's, like, a rocket ejected seat, that's not what happens. They just throw a dummy out the window and that's exactly what it looks like. It's, the, <laughs> it's like, laughably terrible. And then, so, James Bond, he, now that he's back in control of his car... He goes to drive out through the front gate, but because there's a little old woman with a machine gun shooting, shooting at, at him, trying to murder him, shooting at his bulletproof car, he suddenly decides he doesn't want to go. He could just easily a, either run her over or blow her away with mm-hmm. his own machine guns built into his car. But he decides instead of escaping, he's just going to drive around the complex for five minutes until he's dri- like driving down a back alley and he sees another car coming at him. And he, that's when he decides to fire up the machine guns that pop out of the, 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 the headlights of the car. And he tries to shoot this other car that's coming at him. But the, the other car, it's like a game of chicken. The other car still won't stop. And so James Bond chickens out and he, dry, he intentionally drives his car into a brick wall. <laughs> Beta cuck. <laughs> Which actually, like, I, I, even I could see this coming. I was like, instead of firing the machine guns, why don't you just... Blink your uh, headlights on and off real quick so, to make sure it's so not Bill, like you were a- you were able to see it coming that there was a mirror up on the side of a building that, well, that w- somehow the- was directly in front of it. That is the weird thing that Oddjob gets Makes out. You find no- out. There is like a, no logical sense. There at all. is like a mirror, like where a security camera would be up in the corner by the ceiling <laughs> suddenly. So and it, and also even if. It still doesn't, cause like even if even if the mirror had been the size and, and and in the place where it should be for the illusion to confuse Bond to work, why would they suddenly have a ma- random mirror on the side of the wall? And it's like it doesn't make sense in like three different levels. But anyway, but you could have had a big stack of gold or some shit that was reflecting it or something. But yeah, or actually, what something- if it was just another car doing chicken? That would have yeah. been more interesting than, like, I guess, Mirror or something, something? Anyway, know. but now James Bond is captured. That's all, I guess, that's mm-hmm. the only important part, but it's a weird. Yep. It is. So, Bond wakes up strapped onto a table, and Goldfinger tells him, Hey, your car's pretty cool, but so is my new laser toy! Yeah. If we're doing circumcisions, here we go! <laughs> we he circumcised tells- so many babies here in Switzerland. He tells Bond, hey, gold makes me really hard. This table's made of gold. Oh, girl, it's so hard. Yeah. Graver's just masturbating the whole time he's giving this little speech. So he lasers it up and it heads up towards James Bond's dick. And Bond's like, you expect me to talk? And he says, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Which, that's one of the big things that come out of this movie. Never heard it before. Oh, really? Oh, no, that I'm is lying. like I've heard it a thousand uh, I was times. Say, that's like right up there with like what are the yeah. Um, it's funny too because like this whole laser thing is such a like fucking con like such an ancient trope now that I was mm. reading originally in both the book and the original version of the script. It was supposed to be a big circular saw blade, but they were like, yeah. no, 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 that's not cool. We need to make it a laser. And it's funny because now that like the laser is as corny as washed up an idea as the circular saw blade that they were the, were originally gonna do. But don't they? In the Hank Scorpio episode, they have to. There has to be an itchy and scratchy cartoon where they chop somebody up with a laser, right? Because yeah, that seems to be half. I don't reason. know if it's that episode, but that does happen. Yeah, that is that, a thing. Because yeah. like, yeah, I think they do the yeah the whole parody of this scene. But you know, well, they do the, do the parody with the Bond thing in the the Hank Scorpio episodes where he flicks a quarter and it reflects and gets him free, and then Homer tackles him while he's trying to escape, and they just shoot him a bunch instead. <laughs> Oh, God, I forgot 
actually James Bond shows up in that. I forgot. Yeah, yeah it's a parody of this show. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, this is pretty good. Yeah, it's a little bit bad. A little bit okay. Can't complain. But yeah, so then fucking... It is great because James Bond is really behind a rock and a oh, hard he, place here. He goes into full panic mode, just sweating his ass off. Being like, uh, um, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, 008 is gonna come after me. And he's like, I don't give two shits. You're incompetent. He's probably incompetent too. And he's like, yeah, boo. Um, we know about Grand Slam. He's like, man, you could have heard that anywhere. I don't give two shits. And he's like, uh, 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 can you take that risk? And he's like, ah. Yes, we can. Shit. Shit. Yeah. Shit. What? So they free him, and he says, I guess you're better to me alive than dead. Is he, though? What's happening? I'm just getting a Coke. Um, okay. I, I, was, I was gonna launch it with a thing about how, like, this is... It is cool that, like, James Bond is that under the gun that, like, he is caught that flat-footed. He barely gets out of this. Mm. And it's kind of funny. It's he, not hair singed. It really does. <laughs> He's got a permanent Brazilian wax thanks thanks to this laser now. But um, yeah, whatever. I is I do think for a, such an early entry into this movie series, it is great that he are, he's already run into a villain who almost who actually did was ready to forego the whole speechifying thing and was was re, 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 I mean, he could have just shot Bond. There's no reason why he had to put him on a table with a laser. Hey, that was going to take five minutes to kill him, but... Does Bond do anything in this movie that makes you think Bond is cool? No. And he's good at his job? As, aside from being a snob about shit, no! Like, like okay, he turns he keeps a lesbian... Cool, he, he not lesbian. Cool under pressure, but that's about it. That's Everything it, because... Else is, I, the, yeah. The, the, the big bad doesn't get done in by Bond. No! His own incompetence. I love it. Well, even, like, the bomb. That's one of my favorite, favorite things is at, at the oh, end. Oh, we'll get there. Don't fuck that I up. love that, though. But that I but that seems to be an intentional decision. Bond's in, And I hate to do the whole thing because people always, like, joke about, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, if Indy had never even been a part of the movie, it would have still ended the same way because it would have been just the Nazis, like, discovering the Ark, taking to an island, and blowing themselves up. But yeah. at least Indiana Jones still interesting. James Bond, yeah, he's a bit of a dipshit. <laughs> okay. At least this version in this movie, but yeah. So somebody shoots him with the tranquilizer gun, and he wakes up on a plane. And there's some lady there named Pussy Galore. Still an hour left, huh? Okay, cool. I mean, it's a pretty quick hour. Things have happened. Yeah. So he requests a drink from a nice Asian lady, shaken, not stirred. You got no, you got no commentary about pussy galore or anything like that. Uh, what's there to well, say? Well, did you know man? there was a lady named Pussy Galore? Like, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I guess the original. This is this is this is seems kind of. Who knows if this is actually real? But supposedly the original scripted line was: she says, "My name is Pussy Galore," and he says. Yes, but what's your name or something like that? Just to mm. suggest that she's just saying. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's dumber than fucking. What the hell? I mean, her being a, a Denise Richards being a scientist. <laughs> Christmas is, Jones. Is some about him when he says Christmas comes early this year. Ah, that's <laughs> the only part of that movie I've seen because I was flipping through the channels one day and I was like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> um. <laughs> But anyhow, yeah, but her name's really What the dumb. hell is wrong with Ian Fleming? The guy who wrote uh, those books that he's like, a lot. Oh, God, I gotta come up with a lady name. And he's like, what if vag... 
Well, I guess they make a Jake joke. I think of... he was a couple steps away from wearing lady's skin like a hat. I I, he was out of was his fucking mind. Yeah, he had some problems. But, so, well, anyway, Pussy Galore, they're gonna land. Oh, yeah, and there's... This is another thing, again, this, if this movie were made, made this uh, today, you would not have, like, a 20-minute sequence where James Bond is asked to, like, get dressed, and so he Good does. Good gravy, okay, so... But... <laughs> You so, could take 20 minutes out of this movie just by cutting this bit out. Yeah. Pussy Galore is Goldfinger's pilot. And Bond is like, hey, you fucking too? And she's like, what the fuck, man? Why do you accuse all so women of this? Yeah, who's... <laughs> what is your issue, Bond? Jesus and Christ. So she, you know, and then you know he's Pussy like, oh, exists you in this world without you getting into it, right? Like, Oh, yeah. you didn't fuck him. Well, then I can try to hit on you. And she says she's immune because... Yeah. If, so, if, if somebody doesn't want to fuck Bond right away, they gotta be a lesbian. Well, I guess in the original book she was, and so I guess that's the closest thing this movie does to, like, kind of suggest the same of the movie version of the character, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna land in 50 minutes, and Bond asks the Asian lady on the plane, Mei Ling, if his luggage survived, because he'd like to be better dressed. And he then he asks about his attaché case, and this poor woman, this poor, poor Asian lady has to say... <laughs> Attaché case damaged when examined. So sorry. Yeah. Like, they made her say it in a racist, stereotypical way, but she obviously doesn't have an Asian accent. So it's the most, She like, just sounds like... Especially a, the so sorry is she, just so, she, like... She speaks perfect English. Cherry clan candy racist... Bo- it's, yeah, it's... It, it, it's it, not oh, great. I hate it by And times. the movie seems to go out of its way to include that moment. I think... I, uh, reading up on this... Uh, I guess James Bond, like, instead of having a gadget-filled car, he had a, he had a gadget-filled attaché case in the first two movies. And mm. so I guess this is this movie's way of explaining, although why would the bad guys have his luggage? I guess did he, I guess maybe, well, I guess he would have kept his luggage in the back of the car and they, they took his car. But why, but then there's this whole thing about him, like, she's, okay, like, so trying to spot him. So this part, um... He goes into, I guess, the plane's bathroom. Yeah. This big bathroom. And she going to peep on him. To keep an eye on him through a, a hole in, in a peephole. And he hangs a suit over it. Because it's very obvious that it's there. So she moves slightly to the left to the secondary <laughs> peephole. But he covers that on the other side of the room. Uh, the geography trans- makes no mirror. sense. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess maybe there's an elaborate circuit of mirrors going around the room to the other mirror that he's looking into, because his back should be to her. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And also, aside from this, there's no point for the scene to exist anyway. It's like they're killing time. Yeah. Like, it's And then just... he, he, he he puts some whip, or whipped cream, shaving cream on it, <laughs> and takes shaves. out his own personal tub of cool whip out of his luggage. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great! I would love to see the thing that suggests that James Bond is still, he's always the same character that, you know, he is, but, like, just suggest he has a weird, like, cool whip addiction. <laughs> just, like, just on the fringes of these movies. They don't make a big deal out of it, but, like, and maybe CGI and a little bit of cool whip on his lip in a couple scenes or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, so... but, yeah, I, I, maybe someone just thought that Asian lady was super hot, so they were like, we need to get, have, like, an extra 30 seconds of my ling, I guess? I don't know. No, so I mean, she is very attractive, but yeah, then, a, then after he's done, Pussy Galore's like, We're gonna land in 20 minutes. You want me to shoot you now? Hard way, easy way. And Bond's like, Hey, you shoot me, we all get sucked oh, out of that. Oh, yeah, it, he says, We all get sucked into outer space because apparently we're in outer space. Well, it's funny too because.
because he's the like, hell are you talking he about? He says Bond? something about like you know a lot about planes, but I know more more about guns. Yeah, we're gonna get sucked into outer space and like that's how does Pussy Glor not just storm go like you really don't know shit about planes if you think we're gonna get sucked into outer space? <laughs> like what the fuck, James Bond? I I hate to do the cinema sins thing of picking apart every little thing in a movie, but that is just a weird statement to make. It's not outer space. Oh, yeah. I no, know it's I agree. A, I'm sure it's a high altitude jet. Mm-hmm. But uh, which else man, I would love to see an alternate cut of this movie where fucking Goldfinger gets sucked into actual literal outer space at the end of this movie and is flying away <laughs> into space like John Lithgow at the end of the Santa Claus movie, but Anyway, so they land, and James Bond yeah. is allowed to walk around freely, and well, fucking, mm-hmm. uh, fucking pussy galore's like got a gun in his back, but they're talking about. Yeah. I think they landed talk- it. They landed pussy galore's flying circus. <laughs> Which they got a banner for it too. If I could own any prop from this movie, I think that banner would be the prop I want to own. I imagine going to the print shop and saying, "Okay, guys, we need a banner from you guys." <laughs> they're like, "What's it say?" And they're like, you know what? This is going to sound fucking crazy, but it's got to say Pussy Galore's Flying Circus. I'm like, what? What the fuck kind of movie are you making over there? Yeah. Oh, God. But so, so, yeah. So they disembark in Kentucky where Oddjob's waiting for them, and Bond tells Pussy Galore that he kills little girls like her. Not Bond, but Oddjob does that. And she says, oh, no, I didn't know. And then they start fighting together. Do you think think the guy I work for is evil? Like, yeah, big news to me, yeah. Yeah, so then they, but they didn't know. Actually, she's like, yeah, he kills little boys like you, too. Whatever. So then her all-girl pirate pilot crew lands. You could tell they're supposed to be sexy because the saxophone's on. It seems like a self-parody watching it this because it's so like they do it twice. There's one moment where the first pilot that you like it's like a big shocking moment like a woman can fly an airplane. A woman and then, a she, plane? and then when she gets down that you say that's all women and then it goes again. It's all just like the movie suddenly gets so horny for itself. It yeah. smells like old grandpa boner. I do not like it. It smells like crusty old fucking flying hellfish crotch must and oh, uh-huh. do not like. Although I did see in between watching the first and second time this week, I did read some trivia about how it's quote unquote obvious that uh, the women playing these pilots are are men. And I was like, well, not really. I was like, oh, they must be talking about the when the planes first land. And if you go back and actually freeze the footage, you can see there's you can see two men that are pretending to be women. The first guy you see is a little bit farther away in like a plane that's a little bit farther away, and he's just like this guy wearing this yellow Rasta hat that I guess is supposed to like be a blonde wig. And the nice. second guy who whose plane comes a little bit closer to the camera right before it actually cuts to the real lady, that's also a guy. But instead of a wig, he's wearing what looks like he's wearing a giant upside-down yellow tulip on his head. Oh, good. <laughs> and, like, with these big, like, frilly things that are sticking out. But it's obviously just a man. <laughs> but, like, and then suddenly they cut to, now that the plane has stopped, now it's actually just these models uh, pre- yeah, pretending to be the pilots. And <laughs> they do. I do like how they come up and uh, to, to Pussy Galore. And the first one's like, well, the, the airplanes are handling like a dream, skipper. Do, they, do, these, do these ladies know that they're about to murder like 60,000 people? Because they seem very peppy for this mission. I don't think so, man. I don't know, yeah. So, so, so anyway, that's just revealing oh, that, Oh, and like, also, 
Also, we should I should say that James Bond put a tracker in his heel when he was shaving and covering up. That's the, the only re- justification for having that scene is just to show that James Bond has enough personal time. Although you could have just done that when he was at the when like when he's like captured or something like that. There's no reason. Could have done they, that a dozen times. Yeah, it, it, it's it's you could have even then you could have cut off just even the rest of the. Yeah, whatever. But so now we've just established that Pussy Glore she has her own pilot crew. And mm-hmm. now James Bond is being led around. Oh, no, he just gets thrown directly in jail. Uh, yeah. at, at, at this. Because I guess um, Goldfinger owns a stud farm. A dude ran. She howl. And by stud farm, I mean he's really into Lego. So he's uh-huh. growing his own Lego studs. Uh, did you see yeah. that Sesame Street kit that he just announced? Yeah, 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 yeah. That looks pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Starting out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, so he's in jail. Mm-hmm. And what else? What happens next? Is he just in jail first? Okay, so, uh, so um, Goldfinger's getting a meeting with a bunch of she, she guys, and this all is the a... sixty mobsters. Yeah, this they is all... the thing where I I realized why this is weird the second time when I when I saw that like they had filmed all, most of this movie's filmed at Pinewood Studios in England, and so like I don't know how many of these guys maybe English people pretending to be Americans. Or maybe they're just directed weird, but, like, it's the most, like, British idea of, like, 1930s gangsters. Of, like, yeah, Schmitty, oh, I don't work with Chicago. Oh, you have the New York boys here. We don't work with them. Yeah. And actually, the set that they're in, though, is fantastic. That's one of the big things from the older James Bond movies that people love to jerk off about is... Ken Adams, the production designer, he did a lot of really great set design for all these villain layers in all these movies. And I guess this is the closest thing to a lair that the Goldfinger has is like this basement romper room <laughs> thing. This is where he unveils his plan to the gangsters. And it is kind of cool because they're like playing pool, but he hits a button and suddenly the pool table turns into this control board. And he goes over the control board and starts flipping switches and he's sticking his tongue out like he's like some kind of child molester kid. He's so <laughs> happy to be playing with his toys. And suddenly the rest of the room transforms, lights come down. A big the lights model. turn off on all the mobsters are like, no, no, I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> they see? do get scared. They pull guns and stuff. It's like, what's wrong Start with these Start shooting gangsters? at the darkness. No. Yeah, and a big, the floor opens up and a big model, a needless okay, so, model of Fort Knox shows uh, up. He, t- he tells them, hey, you guys made drops for me, so I owe you all $1 million each. But what if we all made a $10 million when my bank opens? And they're like, <laughs> Tomorrow's Sunday, silly goose. It's no bank open. And he's like, oh, but mine is. And it's for Knox. He want to steal that goal. I made a model of it. Isn't it neato? And then Bond is still in jail, being watched by a guy from outside. And Bond keeps waving and winking at him, being like, eh. that is, I thought Bond that was a cute does, scene where, like, he's, like, he, drawing attention to himself. And then, yeah. Then he does that, Mar- what's the, Marcy Marceau? Was that the guy? Marcel, yeah, the, the mime guy? Yeah, he does an elevator down from the door, like <laughs> yeah, the mime. Almost, it's almost like doing the walking down the stairs, uh, basements of the steps kind of miming thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy watching him is like, well, I know he's in a jail cell, but what if that was an actual elevator he went down? I better open the door and check this out. Yeah, and somehow James Bond has teleported himself to the ceiling of the chamber. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. and drops down on the dude, yeah. And he says, cha 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 and knocks that guy out and takes his gun. Another terrible fight scene where it's just uh-huh. kind of, it's more just like wrestling than it is fighting, but yeah. So, Bond listens from inside the Fort Knox model. 
from underneath. I guess it's hollow, and for some reason yeah. they said, what ha well, what if someone wants to sneak around and listen to Goldfinger explain, needlessly explain his plan to a bunch of people he's about to murder anyway? <laughs> for no reason, yeah. Yeah, we better make the Fort Knox hollow so somebody could, st st like, stand inside the model and watch and listen to everything going down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Goldfinger lays out his plan about how he's going to use this certain type of nerve gas to make everybody pass out for 24 hours, and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna blow a hole in defense, a hole in a fence of Fort Knox and steal all that gold, and the one guy's like, ah, this is stupid, I want to go home now. I want my million dollars, I want to go home. And yeah, I want my million dollars Goldfinger's like, yeah, no sweat, baby, we'll go take care of that right now. Everybody, everybody else, chill, chill, chill. We'll be right back, baby. And so this amazing super secret agent puts that note he was he was scribbling down in his pocket, and while he's just standing there, peeper creeping at everybody above him, two hands grab him on his ankles and slam him down. I wonder Good job, if Bond. The first shot. I wonder your if they made. I wonder your if spatial made... awareness is uh, <laughs> outstanding. I wonder if they made uh, the guy who plays Odd Job put on Pussy Galore's jacket real quick, so it looks like man hands mm. are grabbing him. But then Lincoln jumps and you see it's, ah, it's actually Pussy Galore. Has yeah. fucking knocks him flat on his face by pulling his legs out from underneath him. It's great. Yep. And yep. so he's caught again. Yep. She's down there with some Andy Circus looking motherfucker. Yeah. And he closes everything up and then the monsters get a hot face full of invisible gas and have to pretend like, oh no, got me an elf all over. And, uh, Goldfinger and Captain Eyebrows, the guy who wants the million dollars to leave, getting a car. I had to look with... that guy up because his name is Mr. Solo, and I, I swear to God, I think he looked familiar from something else, especially his voice. And I couldn't mm. see anything that I recognize him from, but, yeah, uh, yeah, Goldfinger uh, takes him out to a car being driven by uh, Oddjob, and is yeah, all like, a oh! A gold I... loaded up in the back. Yeah. Although it doesn't make sense because like a bar of gold is only worth five thousand pounds, and that guy only seems to be putting like maybe ten gold bars into the back seat of that. It's not know. really a million dollars, but whatever. Maybe it's a higher so... higher grade of gold or something. <sighs> yeah. And yeah. Bond and Pussy come out of there, and Goldfinger's like, "Oh, you!" And then Bond <laughs> slips his the the note with the tracker on it that he wrapped in it into the eyebrow man's pockets, and odd yeah. job. Say he's gonna take him to a plane he has to catch, and Bond tells him happy landings. And oh, pussy. oh uh, and the fucking Goldfinger says he has a pressing engagement. Mister mm. Soul's got a pressing engagement, which. <laughs> and and while this is happening, mm. uh, Felix Leader and some other dude are like eat like at a fucking KFC for some reason. Yeah. And they suddenly realize the like they're they're picking up uh, Bond's uh, tracker again. No, no, did Bond put the tracker inside? He put the, he wrapped up the, the, the tracker, because he had two trackers. He had big one big fat one that he put on uh, Goldfinger's car at the beginning of the movie, and now his smaller tracker that he took out of his shoe, that's, he wrapped it up in that note that yeah. he then stuffed into Mr. Solo's pocket before Oddjob took him to the quote-unquote airport. And so mm -hmm. now Felix and the other dudes see that Bond's personal tracker is now moving, so they're tracking it. And they track it to a and junkyard, the, but not in time the, to... Well, yeah. the James Bond music kicks in with this low-speed chase. And this goes on for like, this is like five minutes of just traffic. Oddjob yeah. puts on his turn signal. <laughs> it does! It's the weirdest! Because you think the music, the theme would kick in while like, 
Goldfinger is laying out his plans or no, but I think the filmmakers realized this is a really they forgot part of the to movie. put it in there. So they were like, well, I guess we better spice up this part of the movie. Well, we're just going to have it's the one scene of the movie that does not inge- involve James Bond in any way. We're going to have the James Bond theme just blaring over it the whole mm-hmm. time. But Ijaw doesn't take him to the airport. He drives past it and then he shoots a man and he yeah. says, Arr, burr, and dies. <laughs> and he dies instantly, as you know. Uh huh. And then Ajab takes him to a junkyard where he gets put in a car crusher, even though there's obviously nobody in the back seat where that man died. They don't yeah. even try to film it in a way where they don't show the back seat. I mean, this is all. I mean, I know it's a movie, it's a fantasy, none of this makes sense. But for mm-hmm. some reason, they're all going through all this whole thing when they could have just left Mr. S- Since they were going to gas everyone at the stud farm anyway. Why did they take this one guy out, go this whole through this elaborate thing of I putting him into yeah. a car crusher? And even then, like, why doesn't fucking Oddjob take the gold out of the back car? Because, of course, the joke ends up later, like, the, the Oddjob shows back up at the stud farm with a truck with the cubed uh, remains of the car and Mr. Solo and the gold still stuck inside. And James mm-hmm. Bond sees it like, oh, I get it, the pressing, uh, pressing engagement. Then Goldfinger's like, oh yes, we must have to educate Mr. Mr. Solo and my gold from this cube. And it's a little bit like, I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I do like it also, does... No, go ahead. It also makes the tracker stop working, so now his friends are like, ow! They just get confused and they just stop. They just go, okay, I guess we give up now. Back to the KFC, I guess. <laughs> Which they could. I think they end up actually are at the KFC again later. Uh, it's weird, too, because, like, I don't know if KFC was big enough at the time. I'm sure it was just a regional joint. It wasn't, like, a national-wide joint. I don't know if they would have had enough money to make that, like, a specific, like, product placement deal, but... That sure uh, was a whole lot of... just really love KFC, but... That sure was a whole lot of screen time for nothing. For nothing! And again, for something that didn't even... Because, like I said, they could have just killed Solo with the other gangsters. They... I'm pretty sure it's... it was just because they were, like... Hey, what if we made a guy into a cube? That's, and then they were like, oh, let's, and this is going to kill. This is another, like, ten-minute narrative dead end, but it's, it's kind of cool and funny, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Bond's plans are standing around the fence, just obviously watching Goldfinger's place. And Goldfinger's like, yeah, I'm probably just looking for tips on the ponies. Although, what if they are Bond's <laughs> friends? Yeah. Well, we, I guess we'll have to bring Bond out and make him have an appearance so they feel okay about it. Let's so- make a show. Yeah, and so he's all like, uh, fucking pussy galore, I need you to get dressed up. We mm-hmm. have to make it look like, uh, uh, James Bond's having a good old time and he doesn't need any help from his goddamn FBI buddies. Yeah. yeah. So Andy Circus goes down to bring Bond out of his cell where now he's being watched by a dozen guys, because... <laughs> I, I, I thought that was just... actually kind of funny. Yeah, but you could have just locked the door and told somebody, hey, don't go in there if he just vanishes. Yeah, exactly, I mean, yeah. He's not in there. It is funny that, like, they've, crowd, they've packed, like, 12 guards into that room and all yeah. pointed at gunpoint. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is kind of... Yeah, that was um... So Bond is like, he comes up and is talking to Goldfinger and is like, that shit'll never work. That nerve agent isn't make people pass out. It's deadly as fuck, yo. Plus it'd take you like weeks to move that much gold because it's all very heavy. Which and... I guess is a criticism because mm. uh, of the original book, the uh, Goldfinger's plan was to steal the gold. And I guess a lot of people were like, I, that, that's cool, but that doesn't make any sense because there, there's so much gold there it would take, like, pretty much the exact same calculations that James Bond says, where it's going to take you, like, two weeks and, like, 3,000 men and, like, a 200 trucks 
And so, cool. yeah, they changed it for the movie that, no, he's just going to go in there to fuck everything up just to make yeah. it, the, the gold he already has more valuable, which that's just, that actually makes it more clever. Than... Yeah, they're going to use an atomic weapon to make it all radioactive, so then it's useless. <laughs> he does it does radioactive he... for like 57 years, which I did the oh, math, no! and I think that's like, it would be like 2022. Yeah. <laughs> where I was like, oh, actually, he could have done it anyway. So if, it's well, not, yeah. It's not like anything's being done with the gold at Fort Knox anyway. It's just sitting well, there. Well, and then people have pointed that out because it's it's stored there. And then be, also it's funny, too, because I guess America went off the gold standard a couple of years after this movie happened anyway. So, like, it really in the long run, it really wouldn't have done that much. Mm. And also I did see somebody, I forgot where I saw this, but somebody was going on a tirade about how during the scene everybody's supposed to be drinking mint juleps. And this guy is furious because... I guess you're supposed to serve mint juleps in a frosted tin gl- in, in a frosted tin cup. They're drinking out of glasses. Someone says something about the ingredients of the uh, like it's like a like a sour mash uh, booze in there, but it should be like Kentucky bourbon and like Son of a th- bitch. like three different reasons why the uh, uh, the mint juleps in the scene are all fucked up. Oh, and it's tart. It, it, it's mint juleps are supposed to be sweet, not tart. It's a whole thing. But I did like to see one guy from Kentucky just going. Oh, and this is the other thing, too. James Bond, when he first lands in Kentucky, like, back when they first land, he says something about, like, getting some bourbon and some branch water. It's like, what the fuck is branch water? So I had to Google that up. I guess Louisville, Kentucky specializes in, like, the special, like, lime stone water that you're supposed to mix with your bourbon that's supposed to make it better. And, like, you could only get it from, like, one well in Kentucky. And I was like, okay, so I guess that's what branch water is. So I guess that's another snobby, like, oh, you can only drink bourbon this certain special way. And I was like, that was, I thought that was weird, but yeah, anyway, so. So his cube comes back, and Goldfinger's <laughs> like, gotta get my gold out of that cube. Derp-a-der. And now Pussy Galore's got to entertain Bar- Bond, and as she's walking with him. Well, she's now in a new outfit where she's got, like, this purple felt pantsuit on yeah. that, like, oh, my. Like, she's, like, trying to... She's, like, already predicting the worst part of the fashion in the later 60s right here, yeah. I'm, and, I'm surprised she's not, like, in a big beehive hairdo. And the Bond's friends are seeing him walking around with Our Lady and, like, everything's normal, he's... Oh, yeah, yeah, his dick is hard, so he must be okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. They go in a barn, and she's like, I do not like what you are selling, Bond. And then they have a whimsical fight in the hay. You could tell it's not for real, real, just for play-play, because the music goes all whoop the boop boop Every time they, like, hip-check each other and shit. Yeah, and then... I guess, like, them... And then, of course, they suggest, like, he kisses... He forces her to submit to his kisses. I guess that's enough to turn her not gay. And also convince her to be good. He says, now let's both play. And then he forces a kiss on her. It is yucky, poo-poo. No, thank you. Yeah, a lot of things are kind of... My dick retreated inside myself. Well, I guess this is also enough to convince her to be good. Because, like, you don't really see her for the rest of the movie. Mm. Until it's revealed that, like, I guess right after this, she called Washington to tell Washington (laughs) about everything that was about to happen. My team of ladies uh, are going... My rear projection lady squad is about to spray a deadly nerve <laughs> gas all over the place. I could tell them not to do it and only pretend... No, but we're going to go ahead. Yeah, we could just yeah, you, have... You girls go ahead and commit a horrible atrocity and... Uh... Yeah. That's... Okay. And apparently the gas is heavy as shit because it drops from the sky instantly and makes all the men, army men go... Bleh. 
fall over at the I same mean, time. When you're watching it a second time, it's a little more explainable because they're all faking it. So, of course, they're not well, professional yeah. actors. <laughs> but, like, watching it the first time, you're like, that's not how... Like, well, like, it's like someone just turned off everybody in town. It's not mm -hmm. like they're passing out. There's no struggling to breathe. Well, like also they all drop out. at the exact same time, not like in a wave. Like the gas would be coming from one side of the exactly, other. Exactly, exactly. Like yeah, that. it's, it's like, just all, like, yeah, someone everybody just, just got hurt. Like the robots that just all got suddenly got turned off. And there's yeah. even one bit where you see like one car is smashed into another and the other car is turned over and now like mm -hmm. and watching it a second time knowing that everyone's faking is like are they, they like, or just or did just some of the army men fake it? It suggested that everyone faked it. Like oh, somehow okay. Pussy Galore had enough time to tell the government what was going on and somehow even without Bond being involved, like they all came up with this plan like okay we're gonna let them pretend that it's still working and we're gonna swap out the gas and the airplanes. And we're all just gonna magically pretend we're gonna let Goldfinger do this, and uh, like, yeah, this makes sense. It's a James Bond movie. You're not coming to this thing for realism, but what? Yeah, I, I'm still amused by all these like the sex, the, these five or six peppy girls just thinking, ah, we're gonna murder this town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus. And if the planes flew so easily over Fort Knox, why didn't they just drop the atomic bomb on it? That's a good point. That's actually. Because it's still going to get irradiated whether or not the bomb goes outside, goes off outside the building or inside. That's Man. a really good point. Um, it, <laughs> I did say from a production perspective, though, I guess they did get clearance. They had to do a lot of wrangling to get clearance to actually... They actually filmed at the real Fort Knox, at least these scenes, uh, the airplane scenes. Uh, and so <laughs> I guess they got original permission to, like, fly, like, 3,000 feet over Fort Knox, and they were like, that's mm. useless to us, because we can't get the airplanes in the same shot with Fort Knox if they're that high above. So instead, we're just going to have the planes change the change direction at the last second, and they're just going to fly 50 feet over Fort Knox. And that's what they shot. And supposedly, mm. yeah, the United States military lost their shit, but what could they do? They, they just did it, and they filmed it. They got the footage anyway, but what are they going to say? You're not allowed to film at Fort Knox again? Like, they got the footage, but... Yeah, hey, one so. sec, I gotta deliver it. Be right back. No, it's fine. Okay! If I, if I can let my cat explode on podcast. So, yeah. James Bond. Hey, kitty. Another kitty's here. We have three cats. They are named A.A.Ron, Balake, and Timothy. My housemates named them after uh, the people in a Key and Peel sketch, which is very fun. It's a good sketch. People should watch. Key and Peel cats. Hey, don't... <laughs> this cat who's in here right now, he's a little short-haired orange cat named A.A. Ron. For some reason, he loves to jump up on my desk and try to scratch at my television. Like, with his paws, but he'll stick his claws out a little bit. I don't know why he likes to do that on the TV. And also, like, I've never seen a cat who wants to, like, sharpen his claws on a television screen. It's the weirdest fucking thing, so I have to keep him from the TV screen. Cat, cat what are you doing? Yeah, because I'm watching Goldfinger right now as we're recording. Uh, but yeah, trying to think of anything else about James Bond or Goldfinger or anything. But yeah, just it's, it's kind of weird that so many people from this movie died in like like the last eighteen months. Like seriously, like Honor Blackman, the girl who played Dink, and I think even like Tilly Masterson, she just died recently. Like all the women in this movie, like all four women just died from like the last year and a half. And okay, what'd you have to do? Oh, I just got a delivery. So oh, what'd you get? Anything good? I got a controller. I got a PlayStation 5 controller? Yeah. Well, fire it up now! <laughs> fire up my PlayStation 5 controller? Yeah! You should, like, upload a video to see how blue... Is there still... There's no... It doesn't have the light bar in the back. It just has, like, a little bit of light thing around the, the front of the controller now, right? 
I'm not sure. I haven't really. So been this is your first time. This is your first actual PS the PS5 thing you've held in your hands, right? Oh well, yeah, but I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, exactly. Can't. But that's like, oh, that's cool. Uh, congrats. But yeah, yours yours is gonna. Oh, that's right, because the PlayStation Five launches what like the day after this episode goes live. No, it's on the uh, Thursday. Well, that, well, this goes live on Wednesday, right? Oh, yeah, wow. as we're yeah, taping yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is yeah, the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Uh, spoilers: Biden just won the the election yesterday, so it's been. I'm actually spoilers kinda, for the past. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we took last week off because it wouldn't have been a bitch trying to like uh, promote a new episode in the wake of everyone else freaking out about the election for the last week. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, congratulations on getting your PlayStation. 5. Like, there's only one color of controller right now, too, right? I believe so. I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, where were anyway, we? Anyway, uh, the the they're they just do, executing their plan to fuck up Fort Knox. Okay. A uh, convoy both... of trucks drive up to the front of the. So Goldfinger's people disguised as army men drive in. Not sure why they're disguised when everybody's passed out slash dead. I guess assuming that like if if this takes them long enough, they might have to like be in disguise if people are waking up. Although they're supposed to be knocked out. I mean, they know maybe like they know that they should be dead. Well, whatever. It doesn't make any sense. Anyhow, they blow open the gates, which also could have just easily been driven through because they look flimsy <laughs> AF. Yeah. And go into Fort Knox, and then they use that prop laser beam to shoot a hole in the side I of a door. I do like the fact that the laser beam comes back. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool to see, yeah. And then vault doors are opened, and bombs are armed, and outside the army men, were, they were just faking it. They were just faking it. They're, they're awake and feeling frisky now. Feeling fine. They're feeling fine. And inside, they lock Bond to the bomb and, and leave with him uh, strapped to it. SMRT! Uh, <laughs> yeah. They could have, like, just locked him to any one of the million other caged bars mm -hmm. in this place. But um, I, the one weird thing I did notice is when they're going down into the vault, there's a big circular vault door that, like, is electronically open. The sound of that door opening is the same sound as the door's uh, all the hydraulically uh, uh, operated doors in Aliens. Mm. It's the same. Like, I've not heard that sound effect in too many other things, but it's funny that pops up. But yeah, I do love the set for the interior of, of, of Fort Knox, where it's like this big cathedral space with all the gold bars, bars stacked up and everything like that. It looks really cool. Yeah, I guess no one has ever seen what the inside of Fort Knox looks like, like, in, in terms of the public, you know, of course, only military personnel are allowed in there, so it's only a handful of people who ever actually get to see what it looks like in there, and, hmm. um, I've seen some people have seen it have been like, eh, it's, it's, it's not really close to what's in there, but, like, this, this is supposedly way more fantastical than what the reality is, but Shocking. I think it's still a pretty cool set. Though. You mean, though, don't just keep gold bars behind, uh, like, cages? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Keep you it would, locked up so it doesn't escape. Be, yeah. <laughs> Gold jail. Yeah, you'd think they would be more just like hermetically sealed rooms or something like that, but yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, they leave Bond locked up. Yeah, and uh, but then the army shows up and they start shooting and these army men just fall for Goldfinger's obvious army disguise that he's wearing. Yeah. Well, I, as soon away. as the shooting starts, he ducks into a side room takes off his coat and you see that he's dressed like an army general and mm -hmm. yeah like the first guy's in into the building 
uh, he like salutes them and says, "Oh, so there's guys over there." And he turns around, and picks up one of the machine guns. He and, salutes like, them and says, "I'm with you." <laughs> Which is he's got the he doesn't necessarily drop his accent too, and he's just like and he's got a golden gun. You yeah. Think, especially if they know there's a big fat guy named Goldfinger involved, <laughs> you might stop and think that like, okay, maybe this is not our. Especially if this guy's supposed to be general, their general, the who they live with, because like these guys are all stationed <laughs> yeah. at the same place. Like they would be like. Like, who the fuck are you? Why do you have a gold gun and a German accent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. So they, he also locks up the vault with Andy Circus and Odd Job getting locked in there along with Bond, who's strapped to the bomb. Yeah. And, and that guy, Andy Circus is like, fuck it, I don't want to die. I'm going to go disarm that bomb. Yeah, I do. As, as soon as he realizes he's been locked in there, he totally loses his shit. There. So just Odd Job just hurls him off the, off the top uh, uh, rung of the uh the bank and he's like yeah uh odd job or andy circus lands on his back i guess odd job forgot that like andy circus is the one who locked james bond to the bomb so yeah the key is still in his pocket so james bond goes over and gets the key out of uh andy circus's pocket oh, and watch <laughs> watch in excitement as you watch odd job jog down some stairs and this goes on for five minutes too if only he had a famous long-ranged weapon he could and have just only thrown. if they had a the famous music sting that they could use during this part <laughs> in this fight nope it's if all only. just silent uh-huh. yes so Ajah finally he waits to throw his hat until he's finally like, on the bottom floor after james bond has actually let himself go misses by a country mile throws uh-huh. his hat again at james bond instead of throwing it at james bond he throws it at a bunch of electrical wires that are like mm-hmm. 10 feet above and to the right of James Bond, because mm-hmm. so the electrical wires are severed. One of my favorite little action be- beats in the movie is when uh, James Bond, <laughs> out of desperation, he picks up a couple of cold, a couple of uh, gold bricks, chucks them at Oddjob's chest, and they just bounce off. The editing is actually kind of nice because you can totally tell that from the shot with uh, with Sean Connery, he's actually throwing like actual heavy gold ignits, mm. but like when it cuts to Ajab's perspective it's obviously just like empty plastic gold, like you know fake gold bricks that are just bouncing off his chest but like the juxtaposition of like Connor having to really rear up and like like throw that heavy brick to it, it, it helps Man, take I away have, some of the I fakeness have, of the bricks just bouncing off Ajab's chest but. I have 30 pound dumbbells that would not be easy to throw yeah oh and then he does and, but it's funny they just bounce off his chest like they're made out of like paper mache um, but yeah. mm-hmm. so they keep they, they have, it's and I saw people talking about how this is one of the most beautifully choreographed fight scenes in movie history, and I'm like maybe if movie history stopped in 1965, <laughs> but yeah. you can't say that with a straight face. Any time no. in think, the last 40 years. My note says the fight choreography is less than exciting. It's fine, like on its yeah. own merits. It's like they, they obviously like they weren't trying to like turn this into a karate movie or anything like that, no. which I'm actually kind of surprised. Considering you've got an Asian guy, I'm surprised they could have just defaulted to like, like they, I, he's doing wrestling I, moves, but yeah. I do like the part where Ajo slaps Bond in the belly. That was fun. <laughs> he's still the back of his hand. It's just. Pink, and he says, Pink belly, bap. It's good. But then, yeah, he throws, I, right after that, he picks up Bond, throws him right at the cut electrical wire, which mm-hmm. also, also right where Aljab's hat was, because that's that, that's how the wire got cut. And there's a great moment where Bond does pick up the hat, and suddenly Aljab gets all like, Oh He's shit, like, oh, I'm on shit. the other side. Now. <laughs> no, oh, oh, my hat. <laughs> my, my hat is scary. My hat. Scary hat. <laughs> and so, I don't know how much of this James Bond has planned. 
Because he, he throws the hat... Well, he maneuvers it so that, like, he scares Oddjob into having his back towards the the, the, the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the jail bars. And so uh, Oddjob kind of backs up the, to the jail bars and then fucking Sean Connery throws the hat. Misses by a country mile. The hat lands on the bars. Uh, fucking Oddjob smiles with that fucking idiot grin that he keeps on giving James Bond throughout the whole movie. But the, that of itself is fucking fantastic. And, assu- and so then I guess and rather than just beating James Bond to death with his bare hands like he could have easily done, yeah. Oddjob goes to grab the hat from the bars. And then James Bond takes advantage of the fact that he's got like the cut electrical cable and jams it into the bars and electrocutes Oddjob. And he get fried. And he get fried. He says... Jim Bond have a pithy thing for that too, where he's like, "Oh, he blew." Oh, later on, someone's asking about our job, and he says, "Oh, he blew fuse." Uh huh. That's. <laughs> oh no, that bomb is about to blow up. Don't worry, though. Bond slowly breaks it open with some gold bars. <laughs> and it goes People off for are a shooting while. outside. Yeah. There's she one gets that gets op- crushed by the opening vault door as the army guys yeah. are coming in, which that's. <laughs> yeah. He and... you get the bomb open as the gunfight spills into that area. And they very and... slowly show that, like, yeah, the uh, army dudes, American army dudes, are slowly making their way down the stairwell to Bond, while Bond he... is still trying to crack open the goddamn uh, bomb. He opens it up, and it looks like a fucking Tim Burton movie exploded looks... inside there. It's some fucking Stranger Things Willy Wonka shit. Like, yeah. it really looks like a prop from the Wonka room. Like, mm-hmm. like these moving, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. Time I'm, ticked down, Bond just runs his hands all over it, being like, I don't know, maybe if I touch it enough. I do love that he's so completely flat-footed that he's just like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Uh-huh. Which and Bond is able to great. get into time. Some guy just reaches inside and, and turns, turns it off, it and he's like, there's an off button, you idiot. He doesn't even, because even if he did that joke today, the guy would probably come in and just, like, clip a wire or something like that. Just the fact that the bomb has an off button that was just slightly <laughs> hidden in the corner of the case that John yeah. Bond just couldn't see. And it's not even Felix or anything like that. It's just a random mook who mm-hmm. turns it off, too. Like, that's yeah. that's actually kind of great. You wouldn't get that in a, in a movie made today. So, actually, hats off to the movie for doing that. But. Turns out, pussy galore called Washington. Why she do that, you ask? <laughs> well, knows? Bond says... I guess I appeal to her maternal instincts. What? Gross, he, my dude. Gross. Did he get her pregnant? Like, what? I don't know. God, yeah. So. So later, Bond gets on a plane to go see the president because the president wants to thank him personally. And the, the Felix says there's enough. There's booze for three people on that plane, and Bond is like, That's "There's actually- not three of us." And the guy's like, "Come on, Bond. We all know you're an alcoholic." And he's got his his shoulders slump, but he's like, "It's true, I am. I'll drink the hell out of it." Yeah, well, I'm not. So I'm not is- flying, so I can drink all I want. So then they show a model of a plane, and then uh, inside. <laughs> what are you talking about? Inside. It's not a documentary. It's obviously also just the same interior from the from Goldfinger's jet. Yeah. All the way down to, like, there's a padded door in the back that is obviously the same one that Mei Ling was, like, looking through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but Goldfinger's on there. He got his silly gun. <clears throat> Bond says that's dangerous. And Goldfinger's like, well, hold on. Let me let's look to the side and gesture in that direction <laughs> with my gun. Oh, no! And Bond attacks oh, no. him when he does that stupid move. And 
They fight for a little bit, and then Goldfinger shoots a window and gets sucked out, and it's so stupid. My son happened to be sitting in my lap, my lap, and he laughed his fool head off at how silly this part was. He suddenly turns into a blue screen version of himself that's just flying around like a balloon that's has uh -huh. all the air let out of it. Oh, we were and both laughing. And then he gets sucked out the window, Winnie the Pooh style. <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh -huh. I just that image of him like flying around in the blue screen is just so stupid. Yeah. And like again, thank God this movie has a sense of humor because this movie was taking this shit seriously, and then that still happened. That would have been even funnier. But Bond yeah. goes into the cockpit. <laughs> Pussy Galores are there. They both try to pull the plane up, but it's no use. It crashes into the ocean and explodes. And somehow they land in the forest. <laughs> Like, a nearby a forest island that I guess was within parachute distance, and they somehow wow. managed to get into a parachute despite the fact that the airplane was, like, just seconds away from s slamming into the ocean at, like, a 90-degree angle at 3,000 miles an hour. But, yeah, yeah again, then, uh, not to get all cinnamon They send out a but... search helicopter, and she's waving for them to come down, and he's like, oh, it's no time to be rescued, and covers them up with a parachute, and they have sex. And no, Bond, it's a perfect time to get rescued, you horny <laughs> monster. I swear to God, every, I think, nine-tenths of all the James Bond movies I've seen have all ended with James Bond on a deserted island with the lady as a, they're about to be rescued, and he's like, no, we can't be rescued, and then suddenly... Like, he's like, I'm gonna molest you some more, and then suddenly it cuts to credits, and that's the end of the movie. Like, yeah. that's like the default ending for all James Bond movies. And that's it. It just, the wow, wow, kicks in, and... Yeah, he made a lesbian straight. Who, all you need is a good dickie, apparently. I guess so. I do, uh, the movie does end with James Bond will be back in Thunderball. And I was like, yeah. that's actually pretty interesting that, like, not, of course you might say James Bond might be back, but the fact that you would actually name the Is movie. that the one where he joins a roller derby? <laughs> but, um, in retrospect, I guess they did fuck up. I guess originally they, the, the end said James Bond will be back in, uh, in her honors, wait, Honor Majesty's Majesty Secret, Secret Service. Service. Which is funny, because that's the one James Bond movie everyone hates, because James Bond gets saddened gets married and his wife gets killed and stuff like that mm. and it's funny because that's also the first james bond movie that wasn't starring sean connor it wasn't made until like a decade after this but it's funny to think they they were originally making planning on making that the next movie after goldfinger i guess for whatever reason didn't work out so in later copies of this movie they changed to the thunderball which was the movie that next movie that did come out after this after all but yeah so that's 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 goldfinger supposedly the best james bond movie ever so you never need to see another James Bond movie now that you've seen Goldfinger. I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, if they're if they're even you know the same level of sexism that this has, I don't need that in my life. Well, at least in the later films, I think the sexism toned down. But like, yeah, I mean that. I think that's a perfect did, slice I, of like. I have seen an animated GIF where he rips a bikini top off a chick and tries to strangle her with it. That's <laughs> Whoa, cool. Wait, Sean Connery? Yeah. Is that from a movie, or is that just like actually like on, like? No, on that, a was beach back, that was that was that uh, was behind the scenes footage. Jesus Christ! He always <laughs> wasn't even part of the scene. He just did it for fun. Yeah. God damn. So yeah. So that's Sean Connery's legacy is just being a fucking molester, abuser of women who gets drunk all the time, and everyone celebrates it because Western capitalism is a fucking waking nightmare. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Goldfinger. Which I still, I actually, I still really like the movie. Um. That's fine, I'll never watch it again, it's too slow. 
Yeah, if you think actually, I think oh, that's, that's one of the peppier, like, oof, oh, oof, no, do. Imagine, ima like, imagine, like, all the imagine, like, all the Roger Moore movies are this, but even slower. Everyone's got worse makeup, and like James Bond is now like a sixty-year-old man who moves even more slowly than James than Sean Connery does. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, but. Yeah, so like I said, this might open the door. There's in the case... enemy gif I sent you the clip oh, of what see. I'm talking about. Yeah, in case I ever want to do another James Bond movie or something like that. Oh my god. You can see this. her nip when he's doing it too. It's no good. No bueno. Oh no, nobody boosted. Oh no. I'm not sure which one. That sent me as a PNG, not a gif, but I, I get. No, I, I sent you the link to what it actually is. Oh, okay. Let it. me see. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh. What? It's from okay. Diamonds Are Forever, apparently. Yeah, it must be one of the later ones because it's got gray in his hair and in his toupee. <laughs> oh yeah, you actually get to see some titty there. That's that's interesting. Yeah, right before okay. he strangles her. Great, right before, fantastic. Yeah. Oh god. Get going, James Bond. Yeah, you're gross. <laughs> so that's that's Goldfinger. Yeah. Also, just a stupid name, Goldfinger. Guess it's mm -hmm. just... Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, not much more to say about that than everyone who was in that movie just died, so. Yeah, great, fantastic. What do you think about Sean Connery in Indiana Jones and Last Crusade? Do you care about that at all or anything? I think he's good in that. Yeah, it seems to be most people, when he died, anyone born, like, after 1980, they weren't like, oh no, James Bond died. It was either, oh no, Dragonheart died, oh no, The Rock died, or oh no, Indiana Jones' dad died. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's funny how no one really seems to give a shit about the old Connery Bond movies. Because anyway. if this is the best one, then they have to suck. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, the yeah, sexual politics and everything else, they don't like, like, aged all yeah. that well. But oh, so we... no, not at all. But, man, that, that hot food spread that he was going to eat. Mm. <laughs> is that going to be the, 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 the art for this week's sure, episode? Sure, why not? I'll do that. It looks great. Fantastic. Is that better mm. or worse than the butthole bread? Uh, worse. I At mean, least the butthole bread looked like it was deliciously prepared and photographed. It didn't look like fucking, like, sitting out in the sun for in, in a window for 20 years. Tuna yeah. fish or whatever the fuck that was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, so next week I'm assuming is going to be Disney through the decades again. I will assume that as well. Yeah, uh, do you know up. what it's... we're, like, because... Yeah, oh, no, we have of... to finish up We have to finish up the shorts that go from the 40s to the 50s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's going to gonna... be fucking Pluto. Yeah, unfortunately. It's well, I want to see, because with... it's... it's... Yeah, uh... Wait, it's, it's been it's... long enough since we've done a Disney through the decades. It's been a couple weeks. Huh. I they rearranged sure... the order a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It would have been just enough time for them to fuck us up a little bit. Let's see. Because now it was Pluto's sweater, Pluto's surprise package. Uh-oh. Then... <laughs> wait, 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 what? what? <laughs> Apparently Pluto's got a surprise package. Wait, is that a new cartoon? I don't know. I don't know if it's new. But then but then they put all in a nutshell, which we already did at the end of it. Oh, yeah, look at that. Is that, wait, it... is that the one where he's, he's doing the... Oh, yeah, it's, That's the, it's the walnut butter. butter. Yeah, yeah, the nut butter. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, but... But well, I guess we'll we might skip just that. do. Let me and then see. A food for feud feuding from 1950, then Pluto and the Gopher. Wait, no, Pluto. Damn I guess Pluto I... and the Gopher. We already did one like that. What was that one? I'm watching a Pluto surprise package now. This is about a Bone turtle. Bandit. This is about Pluto... a turtle that's been mailed to Pluto. So we have not yeah. seen that before. So. No, but okay. Pluto. Wait, have, have Pluto we seen Pluto's Bone Bandit? Is... 
Is Pluto's sweater new? You you watched that, but we didn't record it because you didn't want an extra episode. You watched one extra. Wait, how have I seen this before? I would have remembered. I think you said you saw it before. You think you uh, said no, you I've never seen this it. before. Pluto's oh, okay. sweater. Okay, uh, we so can then... skip it. It's a Pluto. <laughs> I Pluto... shouldn't skip because we're already like, yeah. Pluto and uh, Gopher, Trailer Horn, uh, Corn Chips, I guess. Is that six? Whatever. Whatever, the next what six What is shorts. Corn Chips? Corn Chips. What the f- Oh, I see. Okay, you have to- I Which saw, it, Maybe that's what they call- Trailer Horn and Corn Chips, and I saw- No, it's Trailer Horn Cinderella. I thought your your new nickname for Cinderella was Corn Chips, and I was like, <laughs> is that what her feet smell? Which I guess maybe that's what they called popcorn in the 1950s? Corn Chips? What is- Because it looks like it's popcorn. Yeah. What? I am confused. I okay, know. so we're going from- so what, Pluto's sweater to corn chips? I think so, is that six? I mean, even if it's not, okay, one, two, th okay. Yeah, one, uh, Pluto's two. sweater, Pluto's surprise package, we're skipping uh -huh. over Ichabod and Mr. Toad and all in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And then we're jumping to the 1950s with, food number three feudin. would be corn chips. No, out, food out. for feudin. Oh, no, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, food for feudin is three, Pluto and the gopher is four, trailer, trailer horn is five. And yeah, then and corn, corn chips. chips. <laughs> corn chips. <laughs> what are we getting? Oh, we just. Oh, they put up the Halloween uh, thing with the nephews. We just missed that. The perfect yeah. time for that. And so, yeah, that may be our last. Maybe our next last episode of nothing but shorts. Because no, I think there's the, quite a few. No, shorts no, actually, in the I, I think they may have uploaded some more shorts, but. Yeah, the new neighbor. That's new. That's uh, that. I think that introduces what's his face's dad from the from the, the Goof Troop movie. Pete. Yeah, they've actually put in some a, a handful of shorts uh, throughout the fifties. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, but yeah. And so then, then it's into the doldrums. <laughs> it's in yeah. So we've got a couple weeks. Actually, it sounds like we're right around the new year. Especially if we decide to do anything holiday related for December. It sounds like right around the new year. Like yeah, we're we're really gonna. Yeah, because so, yeah, we've got at least one more thing of shorts, then it'll be Cinderella. Oh, then we start rethinking this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, well, so, Cind both Cinderella and Alice in Wonderland are embedded within next yeah. week's back. So is it going to be two, we're going to do Cinderella and uh, Alice in Wonderland right after each other, after this next Not sure, shorts? we'll figure it out. Okay, so that's, that sounds like it's essentially next three episodes of... Disney for the decades playing six shorts, yeah. maybe Cinderella, and then maybe uh, Alice in Wonderland, and then after that, yeah, yeah there there's some. maybe like two more episodes worth of shorts, and then yeah, then we have to decide like, are we gonna do Two Thousand Leagues Under the Sea? And yeah, we did not. Oh, Story of Robin Hood's right. Oh shit, right there. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure yeah, we'll it out. Yeah, we'll figure out stuff. Yeah. Okay. okay. This time it was a James Bond. This is Goldfinger. He's the man with the Midas touch. So, I just on. love the image of James Bond thinking he accidentally, this dick actually turned a woman to gold. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I've got the gold finger. So, uh, yeah, 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 he's modern on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Girl. You tweet us, whatever you do. Like, comment, subscribe, smash it. Whatever. Anyway. I got no Bond, James Bondy way to. No, this. unless we both crash land on a desert island and decide to fuck inside a parachute together. Mm. What? The tardy the party will be back in. 
Disney through the decades, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess. That's Maybe. the, yeah. Probably. Uh, All, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, get the hell out of here. See you. I can't come unless you slap me on the ass and say, Disney talk. Why do you do this? That's, at least I waited for a moment so I can edit this out. <laughs> oh, no. I'm trying to think of anything, but yeah, okay. Yes. I'm done. I am done. so much of myself I could hardly bear to look at them. Take Sick Boy, for instance. He came off junk at the same time as me, not because he wanted to, you understand, but just to annoy me, just to show me how easily he could do it, thereby downgrading my own struggle. Sneaky fucker, don't you think? And when all I wanted to do was lie there and feel sorry for myself, he insisted on telling me once again about his unifying theory of life. Certainly a phenomenon in all walks of life. What do you mean? Well, at one point you've got it, and then you lose it, and it's gone forever, all walks of life. Georgie Best, for example, had it, lost it. Or David Bowie, or Lou Reed. Lou Reed, some of his solo stuff's no bad. No, it's not bad, but it's not great either, is it? And in your heart, you kind of know that although it sounds all right, it's actually just shite. <laughs> so who else? Charlie Nicholas, David Niven, Malcolm McLaren, okay, Elvis okay, Presley. Okay, okay, so what is the point you're trying to make? All I am trying to do, Mark, is to help you understand that the name of the rose is merely a blip on an otherwise uninterrupted downward trajectory. And what about the untouchables? I don't rate that at all. Despite the Academy Award? That means fuck all. It's a sympathy vote. So, we all get old, we can't hack it anymore, and that's it. Yeah. That's your theory. Yeah. Beautifully fucking illustrated. Give me the gun. Give me the gun. Do you see the beast? Have you got it in your sights? Clear enough, Mitch Moneypenny. This should present no significant problems. For a vegetarian, Rents, you're a fucking evil shot. <laughs>